to the bros who think podcast starring your host mr linden burton and his co-host doom adam schubert julian navarre and justin batiste this week's special guest is none other than Baton Rouge's own R&B artist, Deshaun, a.k.a. Joe Hudson, a.k.a. Baby Joe. We got a lot to get into this week, fellas. So, Lyndon, take it away. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of The Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy DeWitz, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard <laughs> Gang is in the mother fucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 144, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Doom. Doom, how are you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. Can't complain. Still yeah, bored as hell in the quarantine, but I'm good. Me and you don't seem like the only nigga staying home. Uh, no. Our nigga Brooklyn is sick this week, so he'll be back next week. But also, the special interview this week is with R&B artist Deshaun, a.k.a. Joe Hudson, a.k.a. Baby Joe. He just dropped his new album, uh, his new project, Joe's grandson, uh, Joe's grand boy, excuse me. And it's super, 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 super dope. Doom, you're R&B head. You got to go listen to this. This shit okay, is check out. fire. One of the best projects I've heard this year. And the, he gets really in-depth in his interview. And it's really, really personal. And it just shows how much he put himself into the album. So look forward to that conversation coming up. But yeah, back to this Corona shit. Bro. Niggas is wild, like bad. They had the wow, stay at home wow. order is kind of like we're in like a new phase of it where they got outside eating. And then Lafayette, bro, you're supposed to be six feet apart. It's supposed to be like 10 people, maybe 20 people max outside. They had 50 to 60 people outside at Don's today. They had people at Chips. I, I don't know how we're going to contain this Corona shit. I don't know. Bro, I don't think it can be. It's, it's something about Americans, bro. I don't think they realize that bad shit can happen to us. You like, know what so- I mean? And South Korea is clear of it. They're, this is like day three or day four, no new cases. And they started yep. at the same time as us, but they actually quarantined. Yep. But they also had a government that was fucking them up if they went outside. <laughs> like, we they ain't got that. With, they was getting hit with sticks. <laughs> yep. They was getting fucked up. They should do that to us. See, people don't listen. Like, people our age, I swear, when I, when I go on Instagram and I see, oh, day party with, like, six people. But, like, if you day partying with six new people each day, <laughs> y'all are, y'all are yeah, all just spread exactly. this shit. Like, what is exactly. wrong with y'all? Like, that's yep. fucking nuts. Shit crazy, bro. That shit fucks and, me And that's, that's all over, like, my Instagram. I'll go and watch my Instagram stories. I see niggas in the house. Drinking with 20 niggas, bro. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Passing blunts. Like, it's just, it's crazy. What are y'all doing? Like, they just don't care. And and I and, uh, I just feel like if the actors didn't convince them, if the athletes didn't convince them, if the death of rappers and athletes, parents, and all the people that died didn't convince them, the only thing that was going to convince them is if somebody died in their family or somebody they care yeah. about. That's the only yeah. thing that's going to make people realize that this is serious because... And you got to blame Trump because Trump's rhetoric, people believe the fake news shit. People still say fake news. He put us in this thought of, oh, this isn't a big deal. This isn't a problem. And people still think that. So natural selection, yeah. that's, it's, it's got to be natural selection where you put yourself out there, you deal with the consequences. 
and it sucks that that has to be that way. And I look, let me trip you out with our first story. So it was reported by the Associated Press that the women at Elaine Hunt Correctional Center in Louisiana were hit extremely hard by the coronavirus. As of this week, 192 inmates tested positive for COVID. There are approximately 195 inmates in the dormitory unit. So that means everybody but three people got corona at this jail. And God, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do about it. That's crazy, bro. Could you imagine being in jail and you can't really do shit about, like, you can't get out? <laughs> you they're not I mean? letting you out. They're not doing nothing. They don't give a fuck. They're not doing extra cleaning precautions. You sleeping and you shit and piss. And if, if one person yeah. got it, the whole jail got it. Yeah, that's crazy. That's miserable, bro. I feel so bad for the inmates. And I know people are going to be like, well, they got themselves there. But it's like, we shouldn't treat them inhumane. Like, our justice yeah. system isn't about reform. It's about entrapment and free labor. Like if you look at Switzerland, yeah. Switzerland or, or Sweden, I forget which one it is. It's a whole rehabilitation center where it's like, we try to find the root issue of these problems. Now, if it's murder, rape, then people staying in the jailhouse. But like all these yeah. weed dealers, all these, these drugs, they shouldn't be in jail for this shit, man. That's craziness. Yeah. Petty theft. Like, no, man. Like That's, keep yeah. the murders and the rapists. That's it. Could, I, I couldn't imagine being, like, one of those three people that don't have it. Could you picture that, bro? Like, What do you do? Like, up. do you ask to go to solitary confinement and it'd be miserable? I would. I, I, you I, got I, to. I, 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 I'll be <laughs> punching everybody in this shit. <laughs> Send me to solitary. <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here. Yo, Yo bro. <laughs> But from one sad story to another, let me just say rest in peace to uh, Ahmad Aubrey or, or Aubrey, however you pronounce his name. I'm so uh, sorry if I mispronounce your name. Prayers to his family, prayers to his loved ones, prayers to everyone affected by this. And Doom, you you tripped me out. So yesterday a video was released of uh, Ahmad getting uh, shot, but not by police, but by two civilians who made a civilian's arrest just because the guy was jogging with a hoodie on. They thought he was running from something or a drug dealer or some shit, but he was just a high school athlete getting a workout on and they shot him in cold blood. And I thought this happened yesterday, two days ago. Doom told me this happened two months ago. That months tripped ago. me out. Yep. Like this is, these people need to be in jail, like 100%. And the only reason why the governor even was about to make something about this happen so soon is because the video got released and leaked. Because these people aren't even arrested. Yeah. And that, that tripped me out. Like, I just don't understand how, because I guess the the guy, you know, the father and the son, the dad was like some ex- he worked for the police, cop yeah. Or some shit, so... He he know the little legal shit to get around it, and obviously, it's his partners that would have to come get Arrested. his ass. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, it's it's a crazy situation. It's just amazing that in 2020, bro, we still have these kind of discussions about it was killing a, innocent black people. That's a public lynching, man. That's what that was. Yeah. It's it's fucking yeah. so disheartening, so discerning. Like, what do you say now if you're a white person, like it's not a cop. This is just a normal human who just like, there's no excuse for this. There's none. Yeah. These people need to be in jail. I don't want to hear shit about it. And if they're not, it's 100% white privilege and 100% racist. And you cannot deny that. There's no deniability of this. Like that dude wasn't hurting anybody. He wasn't going out of his way to do anything. He was literally jogging with a hoodie on. That makes me scared to wear a fucking hoodie because it, Anybody can just shoot you. And it's okay because you're yeah. black in America. And that should not yeah. be how we live. 
That's it, it shouldn't. What's crazy is uh you you know the backstory, right? About how he said um basically he saw some dude going into like this house that was being constructed. So they was building this house and you know it's not all the way built yet, but it's it's still under construction. Somebody was in the house. So I guess he saw the dude jogging and thought that he was that know, guy he was running from the crib. So he ran up on him and they hop out of the truck with like a shotgun and shit. Yeah, and, and a so pistol. Of course, somebody just run up on you with a gun like, yo, you got to go in defense mode. You know what I'm saying? Fact. So he said that he was viciously attacked by the dude. And that's why he he shot him. But it's just like, come on, man. Anybody who you just jog and get a little workout in and somebody roll up on you, you with a shotgun yeah, what you? at you. Like, what do you do? <laughs> you know what it, I mean? It's, you're not the police to stop me with a shotgun and ask me if I was in that fucking house, even if exactly. I was. That's exactly. not your fucking job. I, this citizen's arrest shit is bullshit. Like, 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 call it what it is. That, like, either that's racism. No, no, it, it's one hundred percent racism because you're profiling. And you don't know who I am, and you're just making assumptions. And you just wanted to get like that's fucking ridiculous. And those, like, both the father and son need to be in fucking jail again. Prayers to this guy's family. Prayers to him. I hope he's resting in peace because this shit should not keep happening. And that that's all I really got on that. Let's get to some some happier stuff. The boy dropped a demo tape project. It was a little mixtape, but this shit was hard. <laughs> it was. It was. And it's crazy that like his little throwaway, you know, just because project was harder than all these niggas albums this year, bro. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. And like, Every last one of these niggas harder than they ever. And look, I say he don't have a, a skip because I, I don't think Tootsie Slides a skip. I fuck with that song. I think he don't have a skip till eight. Landed is the one like, because I fuck with D4L. I fuck with Pain 1993 minus Playboy Cardi, but we'll get to that in a second. I fuck with mm-hmm. lo- Losses. I think it might be a top five Drake verse. From Florida with Love is my bop. I fuck with that song. Demons with Fabio. I know that's pro- that's in your bag. You The Pop Smoke, New York Drill. That song's yeah. whatever to me. But like Landed is the only one that I really don't fuck with, like for real. Yeah. And even that one was cool. You know what I mean? It just was like kind of low for It was just Drake. average for Drake. Exactly. Yeah. Bro. But man, that shit was no cap, bro. That Chicago Freestyle is one of the hardest songs I've ever heard, bro. That song. I love amazing. that song, bro. Yes. I love that song. That shit been on repeat for a minute now. Yep. Because I've been on it since before the tape even came out. When, when once it was he released on it on the project, yeah, once he once he released it on the project and like you hear it in the sequence of the album, it Amazing. changed it for me. You know what I mean? Like it made it even better. I feel the same way about that song and like, to me, Losses is amazing. Like he, that song got to be about Rihanna or somebody like that because like that's yeah. like, he was talking about major loss, and I was like, ooh, this is real. I even like the Time Flies joint after Desires. All that shit is fire. Yeah. But Playboy Cardi had no business being on this album. Yeah. I'm sick of that baby voice. See, I don't know how niggas fuck with that. Like, My thing is, bro, I think I see what Drake was doing. I, I get feel it. Like, and I, I, I feel like I know why that song landed on the Dark Tapes demo shit, whatever it's called. Fucking, um, he working on the album. He looked at the success that Cardi shit had on Tyler album, which was crazy. I, and bro, I'm a, you can ask anybody. Anybody that really know me know that I hate Cardi. I hate that <laughs> style, that bag of music. 
but he murdered that shit on on oh, Tyler's shit. Like, yeah, it, it, it sounded the, amazing. The bro. premiere of the baby voice. Yeah, and and I think Drake hit him up like, "Yo, we gotta recreate that." You know what yeah, I mean? I need you to do that on my shit. And then once he heard it and it wasn't slapping like that was, he threw it on the little because it had it had some hype before it dropped. Everybody was waiting on that song, bro. And look, Everybody. the Drake part sounds amazing. Like, yeah. like honestly, yeah, Drake killed it. The beat, everything worked. It's just, I, I just don't. It, it goes back to that conversation we had. It's like there's no way on God's green earth in 20 years, not not even say 20 years, in five years, I'm playing this Playboy Cardi shit, and it's like right. it's amazing. Like this is just, it's what are we co-signing at this point? That's what I got it. Like it's like. How much bullshit are we allowing when there's talented people that's just falling by the wayside, but yet we'll support someone that puts baby voice tunes that don't have no lyrics behind it, that's just not even really saying words, that's just saying, like, goo-goos and gagas and making fucking yeah. noises. Like, that's what it is. See, what's crazy, though, is I think people get more caught up in, like, the persona of people, mm. especially artists these days. Like, like I noticed they do it a lot with Uzi. Uzi's the main one, honestly. He likes the, the ringleader of that. At least Uzi is coherent. Like at least I yeah. can understand. Like I, yeah. I it may be, it may be uh was that oh fuck, what's that fucking song where he say the word over and over and over? He may say one word over like 16 times, but at least I understand what that's like. I make your bitch wanna pop. At least I know the fucking yeah. lyric, and it's not. Fucking See, like, yeah, because Cardi, he the same way, just like you said, he, he got the baby voice gimmick, and 90% of the time, you don't even know what word he's saying, you know what I mean? All. So it's like it makes it even worse. So I do feel that. They got but this like, little white like, kid that's on YouTube that does Cardi reviews, and he's like, "Nah, man, y'all don't get y'all don't get the legend that we got." And he played. He's like, "I'm an, uh, 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 yeah, that's a vibe." He just started. Oh nah, that shit is that shit is hilarious. That shit is crazy, bro. I don't get it, bro. And I got I got close friends that swear by Cardi. Facts. And I don't understand it, bro. I don't. People I respect, it. like people's music opinion yeah. that I respect, and they like, "Oh yeah. yeah, that's that shit." And I'm like, "Yeah." Huh? I don't get it. What? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it at all either. Would you, would, what would you rate this project uh, one through ten? Because I think this project is better than more life. Ooh. And one of my homies, that's, yeah, up, that's one of my homies hit me up was like, "You like it more than if you're reading this?" And I was like, "I think that's a, that's too far of a stretch to say if I like this more than if you're reading this." I think this may have better raps on it in the sense of deep pockets, when to say when, Chicago freestyle, and losses are four amazing, like, lyrical rap songs, but everything, the the non, like, lyrical rap, the the I'm in my hit bag, I think, I think if you read this, has better hits on it than this one. Right. But I, I do like this more than More Life. See, I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of different, because I, I look at this project separate from Nose. Mm. Like, I don't think it was intended to be, like, an album. You oh, no, I, I agree mean? with like, that. It was, it was more so, like, I'm working on a project that was intending to come out in the summer, but since Corona and shit and everybody in the crib and I see the success that I could be leaving on the table if I don't drop now, I'm gonna give let some me just push out what yeah. I got. You know what I mean? And, and I don't think he anticipated the Tusi slot, whatever that shit was called, Fact. to go as crazy as it did. I, you know I, what think, I mean? I so think all of he, that, I, 
I agree with you. I think the the timing of Corona, Tootsie Slide, and the fact that he sees how everybody's in the house. It's like, before the summer come, I'm going to give you a little taste and just make a little extra quick check real quick. But I don't even think yeah. it was about the check, honestly. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think it was about that. I think it was more so about relevance. You know what I mean? And yeah. Timing. He had this show niggas like, nah, I'm still, I'm still the dude. You know what I mean? Because to have a drop like that, and to do the numbers that he did is some legendary it's, shit. It's nuts, bro. These are just throwaways. And the crazy yeah. thing is, the night he drops it, he goes on Mark's Live and starts playing album cuts. Starts playing yeah. like snippets of the album. It's like, that shit sounds even crazier than this shit. It's like, yeah. man, this Drake album, this might be the one. Yeah. And what's crazy is I think the shit that he playing on live, he definitely not playing the single that he trying to push. Like, he not hopping on there to nope. push the one. These you know album I mean? cuts. Yeah. So besides this, this album we're going to get this summer is going to be crazy. I'm super, I'm, I'm ready super for that excited. shit. Yeah, no, I'm super, super excited for this. Shout out to Drake. We, all right, your boy dropped Thugger Thugger and Chris Breezy. I actually like this project a lot. I, I fuck with it. I haven't, I haven't listened to it too many times through. Like I say, I, I got a nice one time over. Same. And maybe not the whole song through each song. But through my first listen, bro, it's better than what I was expecting. Way better than what I was expecting. Like, I think they, I think it was more so Chris Brown coming into Young Thug's bag. And I think it worked because I, like I said, my biggest criticism with Chris Brown is him staying in that Kid Ink, Chris Brown sound that's been going on for forever. Like the, the, uh, What's that song he got with Lil Wayne? The the most popular, uh, the loyal sound. Like yeah. once he got on that loyal sound, that's been his sound for the past however many years. And I love hearing him yeah. in the Drake bag of no guidance in this slimy, uh, young thug, trappy Atlanta auto tune sound. Because Chris Brown's a talented v- vocalist to where he works in other people's bags almost better than they do in their own bag. And it's yep. like. Bro, if you would just explore your artistry a little bit, you could be considered greater than what you are. Yeah. And which I think everybody already look at him as a great. You know what I mean? But like you said, he kind of, just over recent time, because old Chris Brown, like throwback Chris Brown, he was doing anything. Like super R&B sound. He would make like the radio record. He could make, you know, do features on a rap song, sing a hook. Fact. And everything sounds good. Like, I don't think I ever heard him miss. You know what I mean? He just kind of, like you said, once he found success in that little club pop bag, he kind of just stayed there. Yep. You know what I mean? Which I, I understand the play, but musically, like you said, I want to see want him more. kind of, yeah, yeah kind of show what making, he can do. I remember when he was making Fire with Tiger, like that fan of a fan mixtape is still one yeah. of the best mixtapes yeah. I've ever Hard, heard. Bro. Like that's Hard. that shit was amazing. So shout out to Chris, but yeah, I, I need to hear it a couple more times before I can definitively say like how many misses or hits he's got. But like you said, well, one time over, I was I was impressed. Yeah, for sure. All right, so next up, let's give Tori his congratulations because his YouTube deal came through. Uh, did you see the concert that he put on? I watched it for a little bit. I didn't watch the whole thing. I thought when they was playing fake applauses, I was like, y'all didn't need all of that. But I get yeah. the showmanship. It was it was dope, though. I got to give Tori his props. Yeah. I didn't actually get a chance to watch that. I knew that he was doing it. But I, I think that's dope. I like I like everything that he's doing. And I think even once quarantine is over, he's starting a whole new, new way. Lane. Yeah. No, 100%. Like, 
I think in in a few months we'll be able to look back and say like, all right, Tory is the reason that this is happening because it's gonna transform into something else. And you I can I mean? see multiple people like. Because Dr. Fauci always says we shouldn't be going to concerts and sporting events until fall 2021. And if that's the case, I know this Drake album about to come and Drake about to put on some online pay-per-view shows. Yeah. Like, Which that's would be ugly. dope. <laughs> that would be dope, bro. And you I think know, people want to see that. That's what I'm saying. You know we paying the pay-per-view price to watch the Drake show. He gonna put all kind of special effects to... Like, that's the thing. It's different than live because, I mean, nothing beats a live performance. But the fact that you could get a camera crew and you can... He could animate certain sections of the... Sh- like, he could do some crazy, crazy shit with having it already pre-recorded or if he wants to do it live, however he decides it, it could be some crazy shit. Yeah. You know what's crazy? And I just thought about this. What do you think this type of... I don't even know what to call it. But this type of lane... What you think it'll do for Takashi now that he out? This is I think th- he'll, he'll be able to eat. If they can find some way to like sell online shows, he'll be able to eat again. Oh no, he the, the judge letting him record music and music videos. Around, you know what I mean? So he could he could do what he gotta do. He won't get any radio play because I think radio stations will be scared of losing allegiances with other rappers. But like you said, this particular will allow his fans to give him the money and the and let him eat. Like you said, he might not be as big as he could have been, but he'll st- he'll be around for sure. He'll have his cold fan. See, I, I honestly think, bro, if this is the way, but I'm, I'm thinking just from my little corona research, I'm thinking this shit could last maybe another two years before we get to complete normalcy. You know what I mean? Even if outside open back up again and be able to move around like it won't be all the way the same yeah because they're talking about opening up this month in some states you know what i mean but there's still no um like gatherings more than what 10, 10 15 people yeah. something like that like so it's not like you'll be able to do arena shows and artists will have to figure something out before Two years from now. Yeah, you <laughs> niggas already going broken clout chasing. <laughs> like yeah. look at French Montana think, and Lil TJ. <laughs> yeah. I think we're looking at something something real crazy, bro. No, Takashi t- can make a fool because like you said, like the radio and you know, little people like that, different companies and stuff, they might be a little hesitant to fuck with him. But as long as he can go back on DSPs and he can do this online show bag, I think he can be straight. Yeah, he's going to be straight. No, I agree with that 100%. Do, will I support him? Fuck no. But there will be millions <laughs> of little white kids that's going to support him. So oh, I, I I get it. Uh, let's let, let's get into some of the, the, the nonsense of the week. Bro, what is Lil T? Lil TJ is... Cl- him and French Montana are clout chasing, bro. But, I mean, look, A Boogie, that's your baby mama. You need to do something about Lil TJ. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy, bro. I don't even understand how to do... He stayed on my timeline every day for like a week strong. Same. Whatever he was doing, he, he figured out the cheat. I didn't even really know who he was before that. Like, I heard his name before, but I hadn't seen how he looked or heard any of his Oh, you ain't never, like, you ain't never heard a pop-up at your party? That's He the chorus yeah, nigga. Or um, uh, uh, F&N? Nope. Oh, I, I kind of uh, fuck with little TJ Music low-key. <laughs> 
I never. I, I mean, he could be nice. I don't know. I never really checked him out before. But. He sounds like a, a different ver. He's he's in that a boogie bag. Okay. But not as like. I with a boogie. Yeah, no, me too. And he's not as R and B as a boogie. He got a little more hard. I don't want to say hard bars, cause, but he just he he's more street wise, street singer than R and B. A boogie for the ladies. Right. So I, that, that, I, I might have to check him out. But yeah, his his antics. He definitely made it to my timeline more than once over the past week. Yo, you can't come out and say you sleeping with somebody, baby mama, and don't expect repercussions. Like, yeah, and, but it, but a boogie wasn't even the one talking. It was Don Q and Trap Manny, whoever Trap Manny is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's, it's so hard to keep up with all these new young niggas, man. They wildin'. But, yeah, that shit is crazy. And then another nigga that's just they can do that and then get online and just talk so free. It just act I feel like at that point you gotta go touch somebody. Like something gotta happen. You know what I mean? Doing that. Like y'all live in the same city. You know where this nigga at. Like, I'm sorry, but like you're not about to say you piping down my baby mama on the internet and the lady I'm with that's about to be my wife and no repercussions. And she gotta answer for some of this shit too, because Look, TJ really seemed like he did that. I believe TJ. I don't believe that girl. Yeah. I think her trifling ass did it. Like, that's crazy. That's wild, bro. I feel for A Boogie, man. A Boogie, man, go handle up on that nigga, man. Don't let little TJ run around New York. Just And then he went apologize because I feel like Don Q might have pressed him because he was like, oh, I was just talking out my ass. But nah, nigga, that shit happened. (laughs) Like, oh, I believe him. That's fucking crazy, though. (laughs) <laughs> I, I hope not. I hope not. And if it did, I hope they do something about it. Like actually do something about it. Yeah. Not, not condoning violence or nothing like that. But I'm saying <laughs> you gotta set that straight. Yeah, can't man. Like disrespect you on that level. That's too far. Like that's the only time I'm. I will condone violence. Cause like, nah, bro, you're not about yeah. to just disrespect my marriage, my child. Like I got a, ch- I got a child with this lady. And when them, ch- like we always say, when them children grow up, they can Google. And they're going to find yeah. out little TJ piped my mama. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, bro. That is crazy. That, we living in some nasty times, bro. <laughs> and what oh, happened man. to the... Let's get into this. Because what... Look, I lose a little respect for little TJ because, look, I believe this. Like, with your homeboys, I could talk about my, my sex life with my homeboys. But, like, I'm not about to broadcast to the world who I'm... Ki- like, I'm. you don't kiss and tell. You got to have... Some right. respect for the women because let's say you lose your situation with whatever you in, then when the next one you that might hurt your game going forward because she gonna be like, oh, right. this nigga can't keep his mouth closed. He got to tell everybody what he doing and and who he getting with. I always yeah. thought that that was the code men should live like. At least that's what I was taught. And not just that, bro. Women will judge you when they know your past bodies. You know what I'm saying? I don't know a boogie big moms or nothing, but let's say. You know, a, a girl going forward think that she nasty or she knows some some niggas that she was messing with in the past. Now you you all in that circle, everybody know your business. Yep. You know what I mean? When it didn't have to be all that. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, people yeah. move so weird these days, bro. Like Super I would corny. be on Twitter, like what the fuck is going on? And they just be hiding crazy. They just hiding behind them fake AVIs, and it's like, nah, nigga, we, yeah. we know what you're doing out here, you That's great, a fact. corny ass. <laughs> and another thing That's I hate is just, just ranting on corny ass niggas, bro. I can't stand. And look, I support, like, before I say this, I don't want women to think, oh, he's being toxic or he's, he's 
long live the patriarchy. Like, no, nobody's saying none of that shit. But I'm just saying, you women got to open up your eyes and realize when y'all getting played. I'm so sick of these fucking simps who use fake wokeness about feminist issues. And it's like, oh yeah, we want to uplift. Like, and they're not, they're doing it overboard and over the top and they're being fake about it just to get in these women pants. And I know women won't acknowledge it and say like, oh no, y'all aren't supporting us. They support us. It's like, nah, I know what this, this fake ass nigga doing when he at the club with his yeah. niggas and just lying. Like he just on the internet, yeah. just using this to get in your drawers. That shit grinds my fucking gears. Bro, and that that's the new trend right now. I see at least ten of those niggas a day. You know what I mean? And they'll go they'll go viral with these this crazy tweet, bro, about how niggas need to be doing this and that and respecting this and that about women. And it's just like, I agree with you, my nigga. But if that's how you feel, just move like that. You know what I'm saying? You don't just, gotta like try to down all the other niggas, you know what I mean? Just like, move like you talking about and you'll exactly. find. Trust that's me, my nigga. The, that's the thing. You can be a good nigga and re- reap the rewards. I do that. Like they, like you don't have to go on Twitter and and type all that. Like, and I know women's like, but you gotta support us. Yes, if someone like if I if I find out someone's raping, I'm going on Twitter and condemning that. But what they're doing is complete simp shit. It's just like I know you're lying right now. I know you don't 100 yeah. percent believe in what you're saying. You're just saying this so all these women are like, "Ooh, look at him so in touch with us and in touch with his feelings, like trying to get in their pants." And then when you realize, "Oh, he's trying to get in my pants. Oh, he's not a nice guy," because that's all he was trying to do. Yeah, and it, it's fucking crazy because like the niggas that actually move and believe those things. We wouldn't even think to get on Twitter with that because it's just how we move. You know what exactly. I mean? Like we don't think it's something so crazy to even bring up. You know what I mean? Because half of the shit is just basic respect. You know what I mean? And I don't think you got to be some crazy simp nigga to just respect somebody. You exactly. Know what I'm just treat someone others how you want to be treated. It's like, oh my goodness, these niggas out here like just doing anything for clout and for for pussy, just being simps. The simps is taking over, bro. It's ridiculous right now. But something else funny that didn't happen, bro, DJ Khaled, he got in trouble. (laughs) Khaled had that woman twerking on his thing and he he really did like this. Like, like, no, stay off, I can't see. I can't see. Still watching. (laughs) He let her stay on there for a good 10 minutes before he ended the call. He knew what he was doing. That shit is he was hilarious. getting the praise from the window. I give him that. What there was there was praise in him? Yeah, bro. I was saying how niggas need to take moves and try to, you know, de-escalate the situation. We realized it was too much. He got out of there. He never fell into temptation and all this shit. Basically, they were saying most niggas ain't loyal. And the it was. You know what I mean? When Khaled doing like try. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could go back and see the whole live or whatever that was to see what he was trying to do. Like, why did he add her in the first place? That's why I was throwing it off. Because he just wanted to have a conversation with her, but he answered the call and her ass in the screen. You know what I mean? He should have hung up at that point. But you know these type of, you know the type of people you accept in your live. They little AVI tells you what time it is. Mm-hmm. And then she that that woman. I had to go. Uh, wait, what? What you said? 
I'd have to go back and see the whole live, like to get the full the, context. You know, yeah, yeah. No. I don't know what he was doing, what he was talking about. He was just. I just saw the clip. He was just shooting the shit with just fans. It was just fan love, just talking with him. Oh, okay. And yeah, okay. that bitch just came on shaking ass. <laughs> that, that shit is hilarious. That's wild. Bro. Oh my goodness, that was funny. But all right, let's jump into the final two topics. We uh, The Rihanna doc is coming with Peter Berg, so Rihanna's making a documentary. Are you excited for that? Uh, I mean, I think it'll be interesting. I feel I like, like not enough time so passed. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got more time, Rihanna. Like, I, a Rihanna doc would be cool in like 20 years. Yeah. So we uh, can get... Documentaries are cool when she like out of her prime. I, I think yeah. she want to know, like, especially with all her business ventures and everything else, like, even after she kind of passed the artist age, she's still going to have a story that's going. With Fenty, you know yeah. I mean? Like, I want to know yeah. all the Fenty shit. Like, like, there's things, like, that you could teach us with a Rihanna doc that I think would be better served li- a little later in her life when she's yeah. been through more stuff and has more stuff to tell us. Like, I think that's why the Jordan docs work so well, because... It's years removed after Jordan, and it's like, yeah. oh, now we're seeing all of this. And mind you, speaking of that, I don't think a LeBron doc would be all that fi- – like, LeBron doc couldn't be 10-part series. It would have to be, like, the the second stint with Cleveland would be its own, like, one documentary. The Miami years would be its own documentary. I don't think LeBron could do a 10-part congruent series because he has different teams and different – some years were just washed. Like, them first seven Cleveland years, I don't need to see that in no documentary. Yeah, I think the LeBron doc would be bro. Like, I would fuck with it. Jordan. Look, I, like, I think the LeBron doc would be cold, but I think it needs to be separate docs. Like, I think I want one doc yeah. solely on Miami. And then I want yeah. one doc solely on his return to Cleveland. I could see that. I could see them doing, like, like a three-part doc and each part would be like two hours long or some shit That's and focus is. on each, each where, segment of his career. Where they could play where it's like each one can stand on its own, but they do work together as like a three-part series, but each one could be its own separate little movie. Right. That's, yeah, no, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I could see that. That would be fire. And as you brought up Jordan, Doc, I got, I've, been, I've been fucking with this and I didn't think I would. Like, I, I didn't think I would like something that was, because it was going to be on ESPN, I knew it was going to be super, like, TV friendly. You know what I mean? And I was like, if they're not, they not raw with it, I don't know if I'm going to be able to rock this trailer or not. But, and man, I've been, I've, been, I've been waiting. Every Sunday, I want to watch this doc, bro. Yep. And it's been delivering. Like, it's been every, every two episodes. Like, that shit was hard. And each episode gets better than the last. But I got to give ESPN a props because with the 30 for 30s and the sports docs, that's where they break the PG mold and they get in the PG 13 R because they got to tell the truth. These athletes are multifaceted yeah. human beings. And if you cover it, it's like we know. That's why HBO docs are so great because they don't sugarcoat nothing. And ESPN had to keep up with the, that trend. And now we're getting into the shits with the gambling. The deep, like five and six were like the setup. Ooh, seven and eight about to be crazy. Yeah. I hope they really get into shit. Like, I, I need to, but I know that they not. Cause but I know they, that, bro. They, but they brought up that nigga Slim Buller. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
But they brought up like they brought up the nigga that went to jail, Slim Buller, and that nigga Jordan Wild for that, yep. just playing a nigga in golf for sixty thousand. Just and he know he not no golfer. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then playing like sus niggas, you know what I mean? That's some crazy shit. How do you even get this nigga to the golf course? Because I know Jordan was on these fucking top quality golf courses with the rich white folks. How do you get this nigga in? You know he's inside of Yo, and then Jordan's so bad with the gambling, he playing throw the quarter against the wall with security niggas. And mind you, them security niggas look like they can't protect not a fucking body. <laughs> I would not be scared Facts, of that little bro. white dude. Facts. Facts. Bro, crazy with that shit. <laughs> nigga ass. That was wild, bro. Bro, and then for the what fact that, like, like, the 90s? Yeah, and then Jordan hit him with... Shit niggas could get Jordan said, oh, I don't have a gambling problem. I have a, a competition problem. <laughs> yeah. I can see that, though. He had a point, but he did say, like, yo, if it was a gambling problem... I my family would be affected. You know what I mean? I'd lose my house. I'd be gambling my car away. I'd be gambling. You know what I mean? They do, they do have things called, they have things called functioning addicts, though. Yeah. And, and he could have been a functioning yeah. gambler because he got the funds. Yeah. It's not like he lose. Like, see, he's in a different situation. Like, I think it's different. Like, because he's still betting large sums, but the fact is he still got large sums coming in every day, so it don't fucking matter. Yeah, he it's lost like, his wife. Bro, like, it, yeah, it's it's crazy because I felt like gambling, like listening to some of his teammates talk about it. Uh, I feel like his teammates even didn't fuck with him because of the gambling. Yes, I can't I can't remember which one it was. It was Will Purdue. The white dude was like, "Why you come and play blackjack with us when we only yeah. playing for a dollar?" And he was like, "I want everybody yeah. money." Like, nigga, you is confused too much. Yeah, that's. Crazy, bro. That nigga was like, bro, play all game. Go back there in the back of the place with them greedy ass niggas. We just trying to play for fun. Have a good time. That's crazy, bro. That is wild. Jordan is a wild boy, bro, but I'm loving it, this dog. Like, I always assume throughout, like, just from being a kid, I always assume that everybody loved Jordan. Same. But I feel like not, not many people liked him Outside of the fans, you know what I mean? Like, they were, like, teammates kind of, not necessarily had issue with them, but they didn't really jail with them. Like, I envisioned them. You know what I mean? He, I think the only one that might have been Scotty Rotman. They might yeah. have been the only one that, like, really fucked with them. But the rest, they were just kind of like, yeah, it's cool with the games. We know we win it for them. But as a person, I don't know if I fuck with that. See, what LeBron is great is LeBron is the best off-the-court athlete that I have seen in life. To me, there's only other, one other one is Muhammad Ali, and, but LeBron is yeah. an amazing person. Jordan is great on the court. Not that great of a person. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not that great of a person. I like mean, that, for the like, eyes, all shit that we knew about. But like, I feel like he would have been a tough teammate for pivot. Facts. Yeah, one of them games and all that shit. But I think a lot of them were like miserable. You know what I mean? Like they wanted to distance themselves away from him. Like Steve Kerr had to get in fights. Like Steve Kerr had to fight this yeah. nigga almost almost every practice because he he got sticks up his ass. But that but that's but some people would say that's why he won. Yeah. 
Nah, I agree. That is why he won. You know what I mean? But not a lot of people are willing to do that. Yeah, make enemies with with people for wins. You know what I mean? But that's what makes him so great. Looking yeah. back on it, no, one hundred percent. That's what makes him that man. But. That's all we really got this week, Doom. Light week this week. Next week, we're going to bring back our bracket series when me, you, and Brooklyn are back. We're going to do the best black television shows. I want to ask you, does The Wire count for best black television shows? Because I think it should. Yeah, I think so. Okay. definitely The Wire in there. Okay. Cool. It to us. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it, that's what, like, The Sopranos, the, the Sopranos were for the white people. The Wire was for us. Like, that, they came out around the same time. Uh, different yeah. crime styles. One's the mafia. One is the gang, the drug and gangs in the hood. Yeah, you gotta count the wires a black show. Well, you know how I'm rocking next week. That that one's making it pretty far. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, dude, tell the people they can find you at on social media. Y'all go follow Doom, man. Be sure to check out some of his new music. My man been dropping that hot fire on his SoundCloud. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah y'all, y'all go peep game. But without further ado, let's get into the interview with Deshaun, a.k.a. Joe, Joe Hudson, a.k.a. Baby Joe, right now. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and for this week's special, special interview, I'm super excited because this is something that's been in the making for a long time now. I have been a fan for a long, long time. To me, it it, it goes to people when I think of R&B from Louisiana, uh, and one of them lives in Minnesota now, but it's two. One of them is J7AE, but the other is Mr. Joe Hudson, a.k.a. Deshaun, a.k.a. Baby Joe, the brother that's sitting with me today. I am super, super, super excited that you're here with us today. And we're talking about your brand new album, uh, Joe's Grand Boy. And I'm super excited to have you. How you doing today, Mr. What are we going by? Joe Hudson? What are we going by? Deshaun? What, what should still, I call you on the pod? It's still Deshaun, man. Okay. I'm so gracious just for anybody to hear, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. What that little gospel song is? I'm just a nobody. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Thank you for coming on the show. I want to start off by asking you, tell us a little bit about yourself because tell the people who might not necessarily know who Deshaun is, tell them how you got into music. Tell us uh, some of your inspirations. Just give us the the story to lead us up to the album. Well, you know what I'm saying? Especially with the album that just came out. Uh, This album is really, really personal. You know what I'm saying? This album from track one to track 15 is is a specific story from how I went from a nigga in Louisiana not knowing what the fuck going on. You know what I'm saying? I was just... Going with the flow, and you'll hear it in the album. I was just going with the flow to where I went to a person that was like, All right, cool, you know what I'm saying? God gave put me in this position to excuse me, change my life to change everybody else's life around me, you know what I'm saying? It was just up to me to focus and you know, actually go with the flow of actually trying to figure shit out. So, this album is definitely personal, that's why. It's, it's called Joe's Grand Boy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? My music name is Deshaun. But, you know, people that know me, you know what I'm saying? My name Joseph. You know what I'm saying? My name Joe. Da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to make it personal to so where when you listen to it, it's me. 
The title itself, Joe's Grand Boy. And because I know you, if you listen to your music, I know you experienced loss by losing your grandfather. Talk to me a little bit about how that affected the music and how we got to the title. Because if you listen to this album in particular, I think for the beginning part, it's like you said, you're telling that story, you're going with the flow, you party. And then I think you experience the loss around uh, reality why you do me like that death death of a love and then i think from he know my heart down i think we get into our gospel bag so just talk to me before we deep dive into the songs just tell me a little bit about that hey oh god shout out to you sir you are a, a great great person when it comes to doing research on people I'll thank you my brother heavy sir hey if y'all don't fuck with the podcast i need to fuck with it now because them motherfuckers know what the fuck you talking about but in the sense, you know what I'm saying, it was, it's, it's just the process that I was going through. In the sense, the years was 2016 to 2017. And so, in the, you know, 2016 to 2017, you know what I'm saying, the flood happened and all that. But, you know what I'm saying, I was a young nigga that was in, you know, my senior year of high school. So I wasn't really focused on, like, you know what I'm saying, the actual shit that was going on. So, you know, I was just kind of like, fuck it, we going to go with the flow. And within the album you hear like on that song reality you hear when it really hit yeah okay like nigga like you really just lost everything my grandfather was everything to me my my name come from my grandfather you know what i'm saying you know all that type of shit that 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 comes from him and you hear the point in the album where it goes all right like you know what I'm saying? We not we not fucked up with it, but <laughs> we gotta acknowledge the fact of like the significant loss. Just yeah. so we know what's really going on. That's why this album is so personal to me. You know what I'm saying? It really yeah. illustrates the thought process and the journey of me not only going through what I was going through, but a me how I ended up here. I want all my, I, I really want all of my albums to, by the time you get to like, I, I would say like the third or whatever the fuck, whatever album you get to when you catch on to me, I want you to be like, oh shit, okay, cool. I get why he's like this. Because I, I you know what I'm saying, before this, I wasn't really too personal on what, what I did, but I want people to understand me to a sense that when they see me on any other social platform or whatever the fuck they see me on, they're like, okay, this is Joe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we know they're how not, Joe coming, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're not like, oh, this Joe's grand boy, or they're like, oh, this is baby Joe. I want them to understand, like, this is Joe. Yeah. So after they, you know, this album, I wanted to go real personal with it because I wanted people to be like, like okay, cool, this is him. Yeah, giving us all of him, too. Yeah. 100%. Tell me why, for the intro, we start off with your classics. I think these the Baby Joe classic. Like, this is... And honestly, it's like the transition from Baby Joe to Deshaun. I, and I feel like that's what that intro is doing, low-key. That's exactly what that motherfucker is. Because what it was, shout-out to Bando Pet. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you follow that motherfucker, hey, that motherfucker's the GOAT. Because what happened was I got off of social media because I was like, I need to focus on me to make sure this project is, project is, 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 is essentially me. And so he was like, hey, motherfuckers is fucking with your old shit. And I'm like, 
hey, they fucking my old shit. When this album come out, they gonna be like, yeah. And so I made sure that the first song is some old shit because you know what I'm saying. You know, you know it's it's hard to catch every listener at, at you know at once. Yeah. So when motherfuckers heard their first song, they like, oh shit, I know this. Like da da da, like. Boom, anyone is going to, like, yeah, everybody going to be, yeah, with <laughs> yeah. that bitch. 100%. So, once they with that, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, I fuck with that, da, da, da. And so, when, they, when the second bitch hit, it's like, oh, hold up. Wait, hold up. This ain't, one, this don't even sound nothing like how the first one was recorded. I Fact. made sure it was a point that, okay, the first one is recorded just like how it was recorded before. It sounds like on some demo shit. It sounded like, okay, motherfuckers in this room, da-da-da. And when that second bitch hit, it's like, oh, shit, this is this a, this a this an album. You know what I'm saying? It's a message. Yeah. Da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? So it, it catch motherfuckers off guard. That's what I really want to do. So that's why I kept that first one. So I'm like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers hit that bitch, they moving, da-da-da, boom. But once they, if they really listening, they're like, oh, shit, hold up. What's the second bitch about? You know what I'm saying? It was really just to catch the attention. Yeah, and it, it's like you're fishing, and you and you get them on that hook, and now we reeling them into hey, the album. Yeah. 100%. So, okay, so I know move, when you moved to California, you got into, like, this big studio, and I, and I see the recording process. Did you produce all the – how much did you produce, and, and how much didn't you produce on this project? Everything that I produced on this project, if you can look right now where I'm at, it was produced here. Oh shit! Okay, real. Yo, cause I produced a lot. Like when I got to the when I got to school, my whole thing was all right. Let me let go of my inhibitions and everything like that. I want everything to be done out of textbook. You know what I'm saying? Out of everything that I know, I want everything. You know what I'm saying? Once I got here, I want everything to be like fresh, everything like that. But when I was producing music, it was like. Like, you know what I'm saying? I realized within the, the program that I was in, because I'm in a program where it's an audio engineering and stuff like that, but a lot of these motherfuckers, this is their first time introducing themselves to that part of music. So I'm like, all right, cool. I know I got this in my bag of sense of, like, recording and, and certain, like, genre of music, you know what I'm saying? Because I realized I'm, I've made my own lane. Which was which is crazy to me to realize like I've made a lane. You know what I'm saying? So I I realized I made a lane, da 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 cool. I'ma realize that. But I also on the other side, I want to explore other things. Yeah. So I made that divide within myself. So I made sure everything that I recorded was within the other side. And anything else that I didn't record on that I recorded like on some like all right, cool. I'm in a, a big studio with acoustics. I'm in a big session with actual instruments and stuff like that. I'm, I tried to divide that. That's like it was 30 songs that was supposed to go on this album. And I was Real. like, let me separate that to make sure shit go together and make sure everything sounds thorough. No, that's what's up. Okay, yeah, well let's no. let's dive into it. Cause the first one, that's the the first one, the intro. Like you said, that's the demo getting us in. Then we get to life I know, and that's when it's like, all right, now it's an album. Now let's let's dive in. Talk to me a little bit about the creation of that song and, and just hey, vibe and everything. Gibbs making through. waves, bitch. Shout out to Gibbs, man. Shout out to shout out to fucking Jalen Gibson, man. If you don't know what I'm saying, you need to know what I'm saying. That motherfucker cold. 
100 percent. I'm gonna have to check them out. Um, Hell yeah. In fact, if you know Ari Ori and all them motherfuckers like that, son, that motherfucker cold, son. Real okay. And see, and he that's the feature on it. Yeah, son. That's that's the feature. If you see it where it says Gills making waves, or if you look at the song credits, yeah. That's my, that's my that's my brother for real, son. Okay, I let, now that I got you because I, I'm listening on YouTube and I didn't. They don't have the fe- how many features did you have on here? I had him, I had Keisha, and then I had Rue. Okay, right. which one is Rue on? Rue's on that sweet nothings that I okay. make this bad little John when I was seventeen. Yeah, that ballad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, one hundred percent. That's my brother from out here. Yeah, them all the motherfuckers on that bitch. Okay, I thought I thought it was a lot of just you, and that's what I was. That's what I wanted to know. Okay, next one we get to disrespectful. Why Keisha said why 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 we why we setting keep why Keisha setting people up, man? Talk to me about it. Also, is that the Link. is that the Furley sample at the end of disrespectful? Because I thought that is that Furley. Look, I had to switch it up because you know Furley got a copyright. Yeah, I'm trying to take nobody back, so I had to switch it up. But the reason I got Keisha on that bitch, because like I did the song and it was, and I, I had to shout everybody out because you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm the type of nigga. My dog Raj the rapper, go fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? He he, he with that, he with all that. You know what I'm saying? He with the producing and all that shit. I got him on that shit because he was one of my partners. He came through for a session mm-hmm. and he was like, I ain't got shit. And I was like, bro, can you hum this? And so on the part where it's like, mm, 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 he's on there. Okay, real. Everything on there is my voice except for his. And so he was on that bitch. And so when he did that, I was like, oh shit, we finna turn this bitch up. And it was, he brought like two girls with him. And one girl he was fucking with, she was like, I can't do nothing with that. And so if you listen to the song, it's like, oh, that ass bitch. <laughs> it was one girl. I was like, "Look, I need you to hype your friend up right now." And so she was like, oh, that ass, "Bitch!" And so I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> and so Keisha, if you go back, to, if you remember growth, right? I know. Yeah. You so if you remember, it's killing me softly because every time I see you, that one. Yes, sir. She, that one was about Keisha, and so she was like. Her real name, I ain't gonna, you know, shout out yeah, to her. Yeah, shout out her to her. Name, her real name is my queen, but she go by Keisha off her, off her records. And so Queen came through and she was, it was after she had got off of work. I was like, look, I need you to do this shit for me. She was like, this sounds like shit I don't fuck with. I was like, look, I need you to do this for me. And so it was me and my brother and his friend. And so when she came in and she was like, on my bad bitches, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and so she was like, all my bad bitches in the club right now. I was like, yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> so when she did that, when I did the lyrics, I was like, why wasn't the bitch like, I don't give a fuck if you want to be. That was on accident. Real. So what happened was I did the recording where I did it low. And then I did it where I was hyped as a bitch. When I did the hype as a bitch, I was like, all right, play the other one. And she hit solo for the other one. And so it played both of them at the same time. I was like, oh, shit. And she was like, oh, my bad. I was like, oh, shit, no, play that bitch. <laughs> so she's the reason there's both of the vocals. Shout out to her, because nah, right. disres- Disrespectful is like, 
I think when we go from um, I'm gonna tell you the ones that really, really hit hard for me. This is one of them. Now oh, let, like, let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Because I love the whole album, but and I don't think they have no skips in it. But they got some that's just like, oh, this is this this another this another whole like stratosphere yeah. of just and disrespectfuls in that in that vein. Then we get to may I have this dance, the first ballad. Of the of the ballads hey, that's coming. Hey, shout out to Saucy Slim. If if you motherfuckers hearing this, shout out to Saucy Slim. Her real name Tatiana. Look here, she don't really be recording like talking about. Which I'm gonna get on her ass about it when this shit come out. She fucking talented as fuck. Real. Like, we gonna have to get we gonna have to get her to do some stuff then. Cause... Hey, what it like? Get her on this because she talented as fuck. Her vocals be raw as hell. She don't got no other shit on it. That's just her voice. She talented as fuck. Real. And that and that came out to be a great song. I want to ask you, because a lot of the songs on the project range from between one minute and three minutes. You have a couple, like Reality's Five, but that's when you're talking about some real shit. Uh, yeah. Death of Love, that's when you're talking about some, some real shit. Was it a conscious decision to make the songs not get over that three-minute mark because of the streaming era and because of the era we're in. But when you had to, when it was like, nah, I got to say something, I'm going to get my piece off. But for the most part, you kept it real concise. So what happened was I had like 30 songs that was like in between the range of like two minutes to like three minutes. And so my partner, shout out to Rue. He's the one that's on the Sweet Nothings and everything. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Other songs where I've been producing, he was on that bitch. He was like, bro, like, you don't need to take them bitches off. Because I was like, I need to drop it down to, like, 10. He was like, no, you don't. Like, like, like that bitch is scraped at 15 with them bitches. And I was like, son, like, like that's a lot of songs. Motherfuckers don't be doing, like, 15s on the album anymore. And he was like, bro, like, I promise you, you're going to be scraped. Put them bitches on there. They're going to fuck with it. Just because. And I'm like, all right, cool. And so I did the bitch with him and I sent it off and everybody's like, oh, fuck. Like, and they specifically went to the songs that he's on. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, okay, bet, be bet. You know what I'm saying? I'm Hell yeah. Keep it like that. You Shout out to Rue, because I'm glad we got this many tracks because we needed this. This is amazing. And he was, he the motherfucker. Matter of fact, disrespectful. It would not be on the album. Uh, him. That would have been a mistake. Like, look, I was like, I don't think disrespectful, like, should be on that bitch. She was like, son. Because when I, look, he he's from San Diego. So when I moved to San Diego and I show him disrespect, he was like, why the fuck this ain't out? And I'm like, bro, this not me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. This some shit that I got hyped to because my, my partner was there. He was like, bro, I promise you motherfuckers gonna fuck with that. I went back home in May of 2019. <laughs> I came back. He was like, bro, I played this at parties. Motherfuckers fucking with this. He was like, I'm playing this at parties. Da, da, da. Like, they getting the party turned in that bitch. They asking who the fuck this is. I'm like, so it ain't like that. Oh, no, it is. Because at one, look, look, once we get out of quarantine, that's one of the ones I'm playing and at the so house he party. Was, he's like, son, motherfuckers fucking with this bitch. Like, put that bitch on there. And so when I was like, all right, this 30 songs are gonna be on, he's like, disrespectful better be on that motherfucker. I'm like, saying, I don't know, motherfuckers gonna fuck with this bitch shit. <laughs> and so when I sent the final cutout and everybody was like, bro, disrespectful, fine the bitch. Like, niggas sitting back, why gonna be like, I told you a fuck? I'm like, bro, like, I'm surprised motherfuckers fucking with that bitch. 
Cause you know, I ain't, I ain't really own those some toxic like that at all. Like, hey, bitch, I'm on my, I'm talking my shit. But we need that though, like low key. Yeah. We need that toxic shit. Cause you give us, you give us the non toxic shit. But we need that, cause, cause yeah. low key. I like I some of the old baby Joe I remember was some of that toxic shit. Like that was, yeah, that was, yeah. that was it. And so he was like, yeah, we need that. And so I'm like, all right, come put that bitch on there. And so now when I send it out, motherfuckers like, hey, my my fucking cousin. Who's fucking years younger than me? He was like, bro, I fuck with that album and disrespectful my shit. I'm like, bro. Like, <laughs> the young one. Young young yeah. I'm like, bro, hold on. And he was like, disrespectful my shit. And I'm like, damn. So I gotta get that motherfucking shout out. Shout out to Rue, because disrespectful wouldn't be on that bitch if it wasn't for him. Shout out to Rue. And then we get to, to my, one of my favorites, Miss Pretty Pink. That's my shit. Hey, hey, hey she right now. That almost didn't make the album. You clowned it. No, because this is another one. This is one that's like, because I remember when you played this in your car as a snippet, I wanted to ask you that night to send me that, but I was like, nah, I'm going to wait. That's the one that if it didn't make the album, I had to get on my own because this shit is amazing. She tasted like a big Buford, huh, fam? (laughs) Like the rallies. (laughs) I tell you, when I made that fucking song, I made the beat first. And I was like, I'm listening to that bitch. I'm like, oh yeah, this bitch hard. And I'm like, I need a freak. She keep it tight. Like, it's barely. I had to look up. Because I was like, I know Bellies was a shit. Right? And so when I found out Bellies was the actual shit, that second part was like, she good as fuck at any time. Like, it's rad. Yeah. I was like, niggas gonna fuck with that. Because niggas know, if you in New Orleans, at three in the morning, you can go to rallies and that bitch dumb. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, rallies and checkers. That's some southern yeah, shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so when I did that, I was like, oh, it's all the way. And so when I got, what, what part I was afraid about? I was afraid that the, uh, whenever I come over, she don't make it past the sofa. Cause I was like, son, they gonna hear that. And they think, oh shit, this nigga got too much. You know what I'm saying? He ain't doing it right. But niggas don't know. I don't really use auto tune like talking about. No, and you, really, can, you can really sing. And that's why, like, I, yeah. and, and you can tell, like, see, I think that's something where with R&B people who use auto-tune and who don't, you can tell who can really sing. And I think it only makes it sound doper, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it, like that, I When I, I first did it, it, I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know if this is going to sound right. I feel like niggas going to be like, oh, yeah, that nigga's too much. Da, da, da. But niggas don't know. I really, like. Like I'm my performances when I record track be the worst performances. When niggas come to my concerts, it, that's what I said. What they be like? What the fuck? Because I started off doing choral performances, so like performances of like actual like all right, cool. This is gonna be the actual performance. They be better than what I do in the studio. Shit, like yo, when you come to Louisiana, let us know because I will be in that bitch head first. So I was so scared about that fucking song because I did that song in like two takes. Okay, real. But see, that's how you know, like that's the it just it this one in disrespectful are two like that just come out at front and it's like this is a bona fide hit. There's no doubt about it, it's a hit and like it's one of those, it's some of those songs where disrespect was that anthem, but Miss Pretty Pink is somewhere I'm driving in a whip. It could be yeah. traffic, it could be late at night, but it's, I could be going to the club and it's like, got that bop going and it's just like, yeah. I'm gonna keep it a buck. My brother, my fucking brother, this is my blood brother. That motherfucker is cr- critical of what I fucking make. 
And when I said that bitch to him, he was like, oh, yeah, that bitch hit. And so when he was like, oh, yeah, that bitch hit, I was like, sort of God. Because my brother, my brother, look, look, I'm telling you, even from tell me where you been, my brother was like, that bitch sound cool, but I, I, my brother is critical. My brother was in the band in McKinley. That motherfucker is like, yeah. like you know Music, yeah. Like, He's musically inclined. So when that motherfucker like, oh yeah, this bitch hit, I'm like, well, <laughs> no matter what I think, this bitch gotta go. <laughs> and look, I'm I'm so happy that you said that that part right there because it makes so much sense. If you and and I'm glad you put the early shit in there because tell me where you've been is a is a that's a bop, and that's my shit. But to that's see the growth from tell me where you've been fucking bando pet, because that's the reason why it was the intro. But to see the growth from that song to Miss Pretty Pink, it just shows like, nah, we on, we on a whole nother level now. That's the reason why I needed that bitch to be first. Yeah. I know motherfuckers fuck with that bitch. And I'm like, bro, in my head when he was like, because I took a break from social media and he was like, motherfuckers fucking that bitch. I'm like, bro, they don't even know I got shit that's 10 times better than that. And, and see, you would always say that. And I was like, well, I can't wait to see. And you came through 150% because the next joint is is kind of ballady, but it's still in that, oh, yeah, that Nina. Oh, that Nina is crazy. <laughs> I'm going to give it a book. Shout out to Gibbs Making Waves. Cause he's that was the last song recorded. Okay. And I sent him the song. I sent him like two songs. I sent him. I was like, "Look, I want some shit that sound like Division." Mm. I don't know why I sent that motherfucker that. Cause I should have known. Look, if you are gonna send somebody some shit and they got their own sound, just let them do their own sound. But I sent him all my sound like Division. That motherfucker sent that song. I was like, that don't sound like nothing like what I sent. But I look, look, look. This sound like you, and it worked. You know, when I come, when they come to me working with producers, I don't ever want producers to go out their way. I want you to, like, if I came to you, that means I came to you for your sound. Yeah, for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. Shout out to Ty. You know what I'm saying? You know, Ty did his beef food. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Them motherfuckers, they do a great job of like, all right, cool. I have my own sound, but I know what you want to do. And when that motherfucker sent that bitch, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm finna murk this hoe. Like, like. He thought I was fucked up with it because he was because I ain't said nothing. He said I ain't say shit. It took like a fucking like I think like a day or two for me to sign back. And he was like, "You good?" And I sent that bitch back, and he was like, "Oh, you good?" <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! But see, I think that's great that that happened like that because honestly, I feel like you're at the point in time of an artist because this does not sound like anybody else in R and B, and I'm glad it didn't have that division sound because this whole album sounds like Deshaun and you have your own sound and you have your own wave in R&B that I think needs to be heard. And it's like, okay, it's, it's time to get away from the tight beats because they got pretty soon going to have Deshaun type beats because this project, I think That's is the, the start part. of that. I done had niggas hit me up like, oh, this sound like a Baby Joe type beat. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck does that even sound like? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, to me, I be like, every time I try to make it, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's make this not sound like anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it works. And it, it really works. Like, I'm so, I'm really proud of you for this project, man. And then, so the next one is Sweet Nothings. That's the, that's the next ballad. Talk to me a little bit about that track. So what happened was that song wasn't even for me. Shout out to Rue. That was supposed to be his song that I met this bad little girl when I was 17. He had that shit. 
And so when I made the beat, he came in, he put that down. I was like, oh shit, that bitch wrong. And he was like, look, I need background vocals. So that part where it's like, hey, being lonely, miss how you hold me. That part right there, and plus the background vocals, I was like, oh yeah, I'm finna eat that bitch right there. So that whole song was supposed to be his song. But when he heard it, he was like, nah, sir. This gotta be for you. He was like, that's you. And I'm like, what you mean that's you? He's like, nah, sir, like that's you. Like you really showed your ass. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't, to me, I didn't show my ass. Cause I was like, I just wanted to highlight you as a singer. Yeah. To me, I was like, he really showed, you know, he really came through on some like, let me sound like an Americana country ass singer. You know that I mean? and I, I think that's your pop the the poppy song on the project, but it works because it's not overly yeah, poppy. It's not, it's not like ah, look at me, but it's not also like all right, cool. Like I'm too low key. Like it, yeah, it drives the point home, and that's why when I put the song on there, I was like, sir, like because he was a fish. He was like, hey, just put that as your song. I was like, sir. I can't not put you on that bitch. Yeah, facts. It's gotta be on there. Okay, so the next song, Make a Choice. I I, I feel like you talk about being the side nigga on this. You gotta talk to me about that lifestyle. I feel like it would lead to a lot of lonely nights. I'm just being honest. That, Cause that song, you had me feeling bad. Like I was like, damn, I feel for my nigga. Don't nicks. say that, sir. <laughs> Don't, all right. So I'm gonna keep it a bean. Got to. That's some real shit. That ain't literally all them all them words on that bit was real. So you know, I could hear it, you know. So what happened was, you know what I'm saying? I had me a little something out in Slittle. You know what I'm saying? She was from Slittle. You know what I'm saying? She was she was in a little situation already, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? My brother Alley Oop me the whole shit. You know what I'm saying? So when I got the Alley Oop. I'm like, damn, she, 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 you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? She was perfect. I'm going to keep it a bean. That's why, that's why the whole song is like that. She was, she was perfect, but it's like, damn, she in a situation. And so then she would talk to me and I, I really started it off like me being her friend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was really just her friend. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to, you know, do anything else. Da, da, da. So that's why you get to the chorus. Like, and I know you don't want to have Yeah. That part, that that that's that's real life. And the crazy part is the part where it's like, and I've been on that part mm-hmm. that took forever for me to record. <laughs> that was recorded like a week before the album dropped. Real okay, that's that's nuts. <laughs> you, yeah. you this was like you working on this till the very end. Yeah, so that it be so why you coming around. All that was at the, the the week before I submitted it. Real. Hell yeah. No, that song is is freaking fire. So the next one and why you don't why you do me like that, I want to ask oh. you said something interesting. You you uh I, I thought this bar was amazing. You said you're gonna find yourself alone if you don't grow up talking about a woman if you keep acting like a child. Talk to me about that line, bro, and talk to me about the song because Cause that's a that's a bar. You gonna find yourself alone if you don't grow up. That's real. Cause people get tired of dealing with immaturity. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. That whole song is about real situations. So that first part was like, okay, Guiana, my Guiana, yo, that 
It wasn't even supposed to be Kiana. I had a girl that I was working with at the time out here. Her name is Tatiana. So okay. it was supposed to go, Tatiana on my teeth. Yeah. But I couldn't do that. Because, you know, Tatiana was cool as fuck. Like, I couldn't <laughs> just throw in the song like that. Like, yeah. Like, this don't fucking work. I'm like, okay, cool. And so my brother's girlfriend name is Kiana. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to just use her. And so I was like, I said, Fanny, not in Mexico, Tijuana. She likes skin as a bitch. That's the only reason I said the line. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so I used that whole line. Then the Maria part, I was just like, everybody knew Maria. So I'm like, oh, Maria, oh, my Maria. Why you treat me like a faucet? Like, yeah. That was just, a, you know what I'm saying? Just an everyday line, all that. And then the, why you do me like that? Like, that was, that was uh, from the heart. I was like, yeah, so that guy should have told you, guy has told you, you don't find yourself alone, you want to grow up. That's from the heart. That <laughs> wasn't no, that wasn't no, oh, I would just say that because that's from the fucking heart. That's real emotion. That second verse, the second verse, so the first verse I use other names for like to describe the, the female. Okay. The second one, that's the actual names. Like, <laughs> Like, like, I said, me Noonie, oh, Noonie. There was a girl I knew who nickname was Noonie, and now she had a baby for the nigga that she left me for. Damn. Oh. Hey. And the the most fucked up one is the, I said, Zukia, Zukia. That's the the girl. Matter of fact, I can tie it all together. Let's go back to tell me where you've been. So the time where you've been was like, no, gun and lily, chocolate is so pretty. Yes, now, sir. Her middle name is Zukia. Oh, shit. So it's the right. same thing. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, took a flight came down to see him because I need you. So I found out that you're not my home and you can't be alone. That's real facts. Real. I came back home. The last time I came back home before I made that song, I was like, she was like, okay, da da da. Like, I fuck with you, da da da. When I got back home, she didn't fuck me like talking about she had a whole nigga she fucked on the side, and she just didn't want me to fuck with nobody else. That's, oh man, these yeah. women just be doing people so dirty. Gosh. Yeah. Can you see why you gotta make that toxic shit? Because nah, man, these women out here being toxic. Yeah, <laughs> toxic femininity. I see you out here, you ladies. But it look you go it, buy yourself as long as you ain't want to grow. grow up. Yeah. Oh, that's so far. Nah, this is amazing. I, I'm I'm so excited right now. So okay, so we got that one. Then we get to reality. My question with this is why is it so hard saying goodbye? Because it is. No, it is. I, that's why. I, 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 that's why. It's, that's, that's real life, son. You know what I'm saying? I'm not asking it in the sense of saying it it's not hard. Goodbye to some shit that you're not attached to. But Facts. If you got memories, that's the fucked up part about it, son. Because that song wasn't even about the girl that you know. Oh, Zakia. That song is about a whole another girl that if you know what I'm saying, motherfuckers watch the podcast. I got her tatted on. Real. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm an old BRS nigga, so you know what I'm saying? You get your the person you think is going to be your baby mama tatted on you. So I got her tatted on me. You know what I'm saying? And that's that, that's that shit where it's like anything that you like see 
that maybe y'all did, it just triggers that instant memory and puts you back in that in that yeah, mode of, yeah. of that shit happening. Yeah, no, and it, it's I, I relate to that 100 percent It oh, is God, the hard. And feel like we always at war, but sometimes I, that is an actual statement that she said. Ooh, oh shit. Oh man, that's, that's not that no, oh, I just want to make some shit wrong. That's an actual statement. That's that. Ooh, that's that hurt. Okay, so we, that's reality. Then we get to the death of the love. How much time we got to explain this? Go ahead. Take your time, bro. We're we not going nowhere. So death of love. All right, if you go back to Grope, I have one that's called Death of Joe. Okay, okay. That one's about my grandfather. That's that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my shit. That was on my grandfather. Now, Death of Love is on this album. The one that says Death of Love Part 2. So the girl that got tatted on me, we had a baby on the way. Right? She didn't tell me. Damn. So when you hit the part where it's like, uh, tell me what you want from me. Just someone to come to me. And then she said, but when you're, uh, doing some other shit that at the time I was like, I never said that one because she on her own after we found out we had a baby on the way she got rid of that bitch without telling me damn and I'm the type of nigga that I, I always wanted a kid yeah so when you hear that part where it's like don't be like OG don't be like oh me that's me really like just like coming to grips with the fact that like alright cool that bitch gone but like this is what I would tell you you know what I'm saying? I'd rather me die for you to be here. Yeah. Me be here and you not here. That's Oof. the whole purpose of that song. So when you when you hear that part, it's like, I apologize how I treat your moms. Like, there, that's, that's real life. Man. Yeah, no, and when you say you're really giving yourself, see, now that I know that, like, you're really giving yourself on this, like, that, yeah. that makes this project even more special. And it's, it's, you, you, we hear your hardships, we hear your pain, and that that's why the music sounds so good is because there's real pain, there's real messages, and there's real stories behind it. And the fact that... You, once you get to that part of the album, everything after that is, like, facts. It's, yeah. There's nothing, nothing else of, like, okay, this is the imagery. Or that, everything after that is facts. And it's, like, and, and it's... it's it, I don't want to say it's funny, but it's ironic that that's when it's, like, all right, now I'm at my low. Now it's time to come to God. And that's when we get some of the gospel-inspired songs. Yes, sir. Hell, bro, thank you for sharing that. I know that must have been hard, but I, I really appreciate it. I want to ask you this, because I asked Jose this, and not that it's similar stories, but it's similar ways of getting things off your chest are you treating this album in this in the way you're making this music like therapy because that's what it sounds like to me it wasn't necessarily like therapy like okay this is how me getting through this it was necessarily the part where my partner rule that's on sweet nothing he was like he was like you don't have no self we talked about this before i hopped on this fucking interview he was like you have no self-image you have to give the people something to attach to yeah and i'm like I attach to my music. So the only thing I can give them is my music. You know what I'm saying? In a sense, I know how to make every individual song sound like some shit that hit. Yeah. So if you listen to every individual song, that bitch a hit. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll be like, oh yeah, I fuck with this. Da, da, da. But I if you really listen, you realize it's a piece of me in every fucking song. 
even from starting off to why am I like this? That's the most like that's the most genuine song on the album. The second one, that's the most genuine song in a sense. Cause that is literally me telling you, like, 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 look, bro, like I I know I'm like this, but like I can't even off myself off. Like I can't, I can't end this shit for me because I got niggas I'm looking after. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You got like, too many people you care about. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's more, yeah. Motherfuckers hear that bitch, they just like, oh, that bitch hit. Like, cause you know, you hear the beat, da da da. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's like, that's for that's for real, for real. Like that's how, that's my life. How important is those people for, for you? Like, how important is it because Man, having those people behind you? I'm a, I'm a very minimalistic person, so when it comes to like shit that I need, it's very small. Like, I do shit for like my brother. I do shit for like my partner who. You know what I'm saying? He just got out of jail recently. You know what I'm saying? I do shit for my brother like this. I do shit for my mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. The actual materialistic shit, I do it for other people. To me, as long as I can make music every day and everything paid for, I'm good. 100%. And I, I think that's I think that's special where it's like you you care more about making sure your people straight. And that's something that's something that I relate to. Like, if 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 I'm doing well and the people I love aren't doing well, then what the fuck does it matter? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. All of this shit don't mean nothing anyway. Corona has showed us that's all of this is man-made constructs. Oh God, I made a whole song that ain't out yet, but I was like, man, it's hard to celebrate if I'm the only nigga winning. Facts, one hundred percent. I can't celebrate if I'm the only nigga winning. You know what I'm saying? I got niggas real life still in the trip. That's the thing. I don't go too too much into my personal life because you know what I'm saying. I you know what I'm saying? I did a lot of shit. I've done a lot of shit. I've done a lot of fucked up shit with it. I've done a lot of shit where it's like for clout, if niggas like really like knew me, they'd be like, oh, why you don't say this? Cause you could really gain clout out this. I'm like, bro, like, because this shit real for me. I I, I really got niggas in the field. I really got yeah. niggas that still here. Like to me, it's not like, oh, let me talk about this to gain some fucking clout. Yeah. It's like, I want to get them niggas out. Yeah, facts. I want to help the people I care about. No, it's not, it's not a game to you. Yeah. 100%. Well, the niggas treating it like this, like, nah, it's not, it's, it's real life situations that y'all going yeah, You know what I'm saying? I call my brother and this nigga still in the same spot. I call my partner. He's still in the same spot. You know what I'm saying? I might get to celebrate because, you know, I'm out west. You know what I'm saying? I can make money like talking about, but I still got niggas to still work minimum wage. I still got my brother. You know what I'm saying? He got a whole degree. My brother is an educated black man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A dream, but he still got to go work. A fucking regular nine to five because motherfuckers don't respect this degree because it came from such and such. Yeah, that's yeah, no, and that yeah. and that's the fucked upness of our system. And yes. it, like one hundred percent, man. I'm so happy we did these tangents and stuff because that's that's great messages that I think people need to hear. The next one is he know my heart, and when I found out this was a gospel joint, I was so shocked because I love this fucking song. You wanna know? I like honestly. I was gonna do a questionnaire on my fucking fucking story. This is my favorite fucking song. Did mine too? Like I like honestly, this it is my off, favorite. Like my favorite joint. My worst song. It started off like I did not want to put this bitch on here. If you went to my SoundCloud and on the song was like, oh, songs is not gonna make the album. It was finna get replaced by that one that was the silver and gold flip. That I've been that nigga, man. I've been that guy. It was finna get replaced by that. I'm so happy you didn't do that because this one needed to be there. What when I heard that bitch, I was like, because the crazy part, like, like niggas don't know, like I'm, I'm a real person. I got, I got, I got locked up 
on some shit because that was around the time I found out I had schizophrenia. Motherfuckers don't know about that about me. I have schizophrenia. I'm, I'm, I'm a person that suffers from schizophrenia, clinical depression, and anxiety. You know what I'm saying? And to most folks, if they hear that, they're like, oh shit, that motherfucker crazy. He hear voices, da da da. They don't know that's one of the things that helped me with music. Because when I tell motherfuckers, oh, I'm, I didn't write this project, it's because I already hear it. Already yeah. Hear it. You know what I'm saying? If, I, if it's a song I'm making, I hear that bitch. You know what I'm saying? All it yeah. takes is for me to just get it out. That's why, I, you, if the last interview you remember, I told you, I'm just a vessel. Yeah, and it just I'm, comes I'm, out. I'm just a vessel. You know what I'm saying? If it's already made in my head, I just get that bitch out for me. And that's that's just God given. Hell yeah. But you know what I'm saying? There's a give and take with everything God gives you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I have certain nights where I can't go to sleep because of the shit. But it's also certain nights where I hear shit like that fucking I need a freak, give me tight, like it's bad. I heard that already. I just had to make the beat. Real. That's what's you know up. What I'm saying? certain situations like that. But when I found this shit out, you know what I'm saying? I got set up the road for that shit. I was I was wilding out, you know what I'm saying? I was to the point where like I couldn't do shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I was really locked up, you know, niggas motherfucker looking at me. All thing I ain't have was a straight jacket type shit. You know what I'm saying? And the first thing I I Motherfuckers don't hit a because I you know the mixing I did on the motherfuckers don't hit, really hit the lyrics and the lyrics and that bitch is sitting in my bun got me staring at the wall making beats up on my chest singing about how I lost it all. I was really in that bitch. Yeah. Fucking walls white as a bitch in that bitch like like that. That's why when you hear the song, it's nothing but my voice, and everything else because that's what I heard when I was in that bitch. Real. I, wanted, I wanted motherfuckers to to be with me while I was in that in that spot. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. I want motherfuckers to like all you hear is my voice. All you hear is the me beating on my fucking chest. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I want I wanted that to be a real feeling because it's like you know what I'm saying. A lot of motherfuckers they get personal. They don't get this personal. personal. Yeah. No, man. This is. Honestly, this is one of the, the best interviews I've had because the way the way you giving it up is like this is this is what if you're a fan of Joe, you got all of Joe, and this ex, this right here explains everything that that you're right. going through. This is why when like when you see me on Instagram, I'm like I I really appreciate everybody that support this because like, this is really me. This is the first time y'all really get to hear me because a lot of times since, since I was in middle school since. Whatever the fuck, I keep a facade, not necessarily because I'm fake. No, it's just you don't want to open yourself up. Yeah, and it's and it's like this is the first time of like me opening myself up. You know what I'm saying? And especially in the situations I'm in, like my fucking my fucking partner. Shout out to him, Deuce Deuce. Clyde just got drafted to the. Yo, team. I was gonna say I was gonna I was gonna bring that up at the end. Shout out to Clyde, man. You know what I'm saying? He just got drafted, and niggas don't know. I met this nigga when I was in sixth grade. In seventh grade, son, I was ass as a bitch. That nigga looked at me after he heard my music. He was like, bro, you got something. And I didn't even believe myself. He was the first nigga to believe in me. That's, That's crazy. Why when I see this nigga, first round draft pick, da-da-da. I told this nigga back in sixth grade, I was like, bro, you going? Are you finna go to the league, da-da-da? We get to high school. He was like, bro, I'm just going to college. I'm like, bro, you finna, like, you get nigga, bro. That's special. And it wasn't until something, like, happened 
which I, you know, I pray he still, you know, God forbid that this thing on his mind. I pray, he, you know, he got everything done with him. He gets over that situation. You know what I'm saying? I was like, bro, you, you really him. Like, there's nobody fucking with you. Like, you, you are really him. Like, we, we, like, we would see eye to eye. We'd be in a situation where we made sure, like, if this nigga not keeping up with the other nigga, we like, hey, bro, get your shit together. Like, yeah, y'all on each other's ass. That's what's, you know what I'm saying? That's special, man. Cause, like, when you make it, y'all gonna, y'all gonna, y'all gonna, y'all gonna remember that so, conversation. So, when motherfuckers, like, when I saw it happen for him, like, that video, I think, like, LSU was like, fan page posted. I fucking boo hoo. Cause you know, motherfuckers, they see it and they like, oh yeah, like da da da. Like, he was great in college. Like, bro, I was there from when he was from the jump. And he didn't think that he could do this. So when I see the video, I know everything. I know from when me and him was fucking workout partners at Catholic High. Like, and I was like, bro, I know that football is not my shit, but I know I'm gonna push you to get to where you gotta go. I can, you know yeah. You know what I'm saying? When he saw I was with the music, he was like, look, like, because he had to connect to Trill Entertainment. He was the first nigga that showed somebody with a label my shit. And he was like, look, they was like, da-da-da, it sound like you were at home, but look, if you do this, da-da-da. And so we was, like, always that for each other. Like, yeah. like we finna, we were gonna make sure everybody get there. And especially him, like, like back when I was thugging, yeah, that's family. Like, like, get your life together, nigga. You, this is your your ticket. He was a nigga that told me, like, hey, this your ticket. Like, stop fucking bullshit. Like, this your ticket. You nah, that's saying? that's special. And I honestly, I think out of all the places he could have went, he's at the best spot Man, for him. Yeah. The nigga, be- when I saw the shit that they was like, Patrick I was happy for him like, for real. When Patrick Mahomes, when they say Patrick Mahomes was like, get Clyde, I was like. Nah, that's special. Like he about to be that nigga over there. Like that's his that like he coming into a, a situation where he gonna be that nigga. Like it's like, it, bro, he I tell you, I look, I'm a nigga that don't cry much. You know what I'm saying? I've been emotionally damaged with the trauma. But when I saw that, when I saw the video of this nigga realizing his dream came true. Real tears, nah, cause like, that's it was like three in the morning, bro. I'm boo hooing because I'm like Cause that's real love though. Like the fact that y'all knew, yeah, no, that that's special. Like I didn't even know that story, and that's something that's like I I feel that that that's special. Like one hundred percent. Yeah, I appreciate you for sharing that. The uh, so the next two one eight hundred call him and Julius Peppers. Those are songs that Ooh, that was previously let me released. Tell you let me tell you but go something. ahead, talk about them. So one eight hundred call him. The original name of that song was Mama Mongo like this. <laughs> so. I made the song. There's no auto tune. There's nothing. There's literally just, that's just my vocals. I thought that was just you. So it's just my vocals on that bitch. I sent it to my grandmother. She was like, because my grandmother told me when I was like 10. She was like, she heard me sing. Nah, uh, I'm gonna say this because I, I love your podcast. I love everything you're doing. So I'm gonna give you this one one up. If you go on YouTube. You type in Robo Guy 200, you will find all the songs that I made when I was like 10. Oh shit, that's real. So, one of my when I did this, I posted something on my story, my partner's found it, and it was like, Oh shit, Joe, you really been doing this since you were like 10. You will find songs from when I was 10 of me singing. My grandmother heard them when I was 10, and she was like, Look, the Lord give you a gift. 
He'll take it away if you don't use it for him. And so when I made the song, when I just called him, I sent it to my mom and I was like, send it to my mom. So she knew I finally did what she fucking said. What she wanted you to do. Right. Because when I made the song, you know what I'm saying, with the I call, I call. Yo, all that, I was like, yeah, my grandma's a fuck. Yeah, that's that's some that's the grandma vibe. That's like, yeah, no, one hundred percent. That's that so, that soulful shit right there. Yeah, yo. So I sent it to her. She was like, like this is great. And then I sent her Julius Peppers. <laughs> and so the problem with Julius Peppers with is that with my grandma, what she don't like, is the fact that that second part was like. I can't feel it if the preacher walk the streets with me. I can't pretend right in this house to talk on me to me. She don't fuck with that. Cause she's like, you, you don't talk about a preacher like that. He's the, like, da da da. Yeah. Like, I'm like, well, mom, I'm, trying to, I'm being real with you. Like I didn't been in situations where niggas is like, oh, I'm a preacher kid, da da da. They didn't came to me for the fucking 3.5 or like they didn't came to me for da da da. Like, like I, can't, I can't help that, I, yeah. Like they 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 in the streets with me, you know what I'm saying? I can't listen to you if you if you thugging with me and you not preaching your message. I can listen if like say say if it was a preacher like he he in the streets, but he like look, I'm not perfect. I can understand then because it's like we none of us are perfect. Facts. But you at least are trying to preach the message of what we need to know. It's but when you're doing that facade, yeah, yeah, and, and I. And my the churches that my grandma went to, they was doing shit like that. I'm like, look, I can't fuck with it. Cause I was I was raised Baptist, then I can't, then you know, so I came with down denomination, and then I converted to Catholicism. So I know about every version of the fucking Bible. Yeah. I went to fucking Catholic High. I, I I know about all the versions of the fucking Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to fucking stuck with me. I know. The differences of it. You don't have to keep, you know, you don't have to put on this facade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't got to do that. Like, long as you give the image of, look, I'm not perfect, but I'm trying. I'm being honest and with a you. A lot of preachers don't do that. They like, well, don't look at what I do. Look at what I say. Say, yeah, and that's bullshit. Tell us what you do. Like, yeah, be honest with it. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. And that's my that's my problem with religion as well. Right, the actual structure of religion and like, oh, the church is like, all right, cool, this is what I do, but listen to what I say. But it's like, oh, don't do that. Keep it a buck. Like, Just be honest. You. Yeah, I respect you more. I'm like, all right, cool. We both finna go get this 3.5, but you at least about the message. I'm like, all right, cool, sir. Like, I know you out here living like this. This is what the Lord wants you to do. And it's hard for me to do it, but I'm fucking trying. Yeah. Like, do it with me. Like, we, we can do this together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we can get through this, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of churches like that. And I, I fuck with it when when the, when the person that's the head of the church doesn't put himself on a pedestal, it's like, all right, cool, we all humans, yeah. Like, we all trying to get to here. But the point is, I may know a little bit more than you, but I'm not going to hold that against you. I'm trying to make sure we all get there at the same fucking time. And when people are like that with preaching or, or they're priests and stuff like that, I'm like, I fuck with you so much because you understand the fact that we are all perfect. We all on the same goal. Yeah, we all on the same path, trying to get to that same spot. And when I came for that song with Julius Pepper, my grandma was like, I don't lie. I was like, look, mom, please just listen to me. 
please. Just give it a shot. And fuck that part of Julius Peppers was recorded before everything else. Yeah, and that's a that's that's an old drop. I remember that yeah, one. When motherfuckers like uh, when it was like, yo, nigga, ballet boy, you gonna make it? And then he said, Joe Grand boy, like that's that's before everything else was made. That's you putting it in the in the universe. But I didn't know it back then, so I was just following it, and that's how I feel like most preachers should be. It's just just. Just follow where your spirit takes because your like I said this in the last one, your spirit will lead you to where you want to go. Exactly. And no that's the whole thing, man. Your spirit will take you to where you need to go. One hundred percent. I think you close that message out the same way with the outro. You you give that message and it's hey, and it's, it's, it's a bow that's tied on there. The outro was definitely like what it was. I feel like who said something? My cousin Anissa. She was like. She was like, man, you always talking about everybody else, da da da. Because I talk with my cousin Imani and my brother and all that. I say that about them all the time. And she was like, you don't never say nothing about us. So I was like, I'm going to make sure I say something about everybody. Give y'all a shout out. Yeah. Because the thing is, that's who I do it for. Do it for the people you love. Even the people that I may not like, like, I got distant cousins in the sense of like, like I have a cousin who's who He's my first cousin, but I don't necessarily think about his kids like that. But his kids are people I do it for. You know what I'm saying? 100. No, 100%. So it's like, 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 like I do it for motherfuckers like y'all. You know what I'm saying? Even though I may not be like, okay, I start my day off, I'm going to say da-da-da's names. But it's like, what I do, I don't, I don't want to see the results. The results is for everyone else. So everybody's great. You know what I'm saying? Because if I make sure everybody's great, then you straight. Yeah. Yeah. If they happy, you gonna be happy. No, 100%. Thank you so much, Joe, for coming on the pod, man. Y'all make sure you go get this album. Go get this album. If it's on iTunes, buy it. If it's on Amazon, buy it. I know right now it's on Spotify and YouTube, but when you can purchase this, go purchase it. Joe, tell the people where they can find it. I know I just said it, but tell the people again where they can find the project. Tell them where they can find you at on social media. You Thank you, my brother. On social media, find me at, at Joe Grandboy. No S, nothing like that. Just find me at Joe Grandboy. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's still the OG shit, underscore BBY Joe. You know what I'm saying? That's 100%. For, that's for the Twitter. You know what I'm saying? If you want to find me on Instagram, it's the same shit, BBY Joe. All that. Look, I'm a, I'm a personable person. So if you find me on internet, bitch, if you want to talk to me, just hit me up. I will talk to you. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm still a regular person. One hundred percent. Like I said, y'all make sure y'all go get the album Joe's Grand Boy on Spotify. It's on YouTube. It will be on all platforms soon. Make sure y'all go purchase that yeah, when it's sir. out. This is a ten out of ten. I don't give. Everybody who I bring on this podcast, I respect, but I don't give the official bros who think stamp to every album. This one gets the official bros who think stamp of go listen to this as soon as this ends. <laughs> this project is amazing. And if you want a taste of it at the end of the pod, I would the outro to this podcast will be Miss Pretty Pink. That's my <laughs> shit. No, that's my shit. We, we go on the rallies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe, man. I really, really appreciate you, my brother. Yes, sir. Hey, y'all don't, y'all don't even know what I'm Y'all, y'all think y'all on the wave, son. Them motherfuckers, y'all better catch on before they bitch be big, son. Facts. Them motherfuckers <laughs> on some shit, you know what I'm saying? Y'all motherfuckers might think I'm on some shit. Them motherfuckers on some shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we just working. 
We just working. Hey, hey, that's, but that's all you need to fucking do. Y'all don't understand. This motherfucker working for real, for real. I'm talking about this bitch got everything you fucking need. You think that it's just some simple shit. This motherfucker got everything you fucking need, son. And he tapped in with everything. I'm going to keep it a buck. Y'all might as well follow that motherfucker on this. What are they, Lennon Burden? Yeah, Lenbwt, man. Lenbwt yeah. on Twitter, y'all, man. Y'all, fuck Twitter. Y'all better follow that motherfucker on Instagram. Y'all going to follow everything else. And y'all, y'all really sleep. This motherfucker really tapped in. You know what I'm saying? You better catch on before it's the way for real, for real. I'm just saying for real. Yo, that now that mean you stop it because that now nah, that mean that made my day, bro. Appreciate bro, I'm, you. I'm serious on what it was the episode when y'all brought on Chris Bruce on. I was like, oh, this motherfucker working, working. <laughs> son. I'm like, I'm like, this nigga working, son. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, look, I'm telling y'all, y'all better catch on, son. Keep it a buck. Give it three more months. This motherfucker gonna be taxing. Look, that's my nigga, man. You always welcome on here. <laughs> always no tag. You already know how we get down. You, you, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan at the end of but the day. But look, I'm telling you, son, they don't, they don't really understand. Son. They nigga, what that nigga said, uh, Drake, uh, these niggas up to something. For real, for 100%. I'm going to toss it to you, Lyndon and Schubert, to finish out the pod with Bros Who Ball. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show that we like to call Bros Who Ball. And first, before anything, I want to say a huge, huge shout out and thank you to Baby Joe, a.k.a. Deshaun, a.k.a. Joe Hudson, for coming on the podcast. He finally dropped his album, and it is freaking amazing. Schubert, I know you're a big Baby Joe fan. You need to check out that album, brother, because it is oh, yeah? litty. It's finally out. Be sure to check that out. But yeah, y'all make sure y'all go follow Baby Joe. But joining me as always, let me start off right below me, Mr. Adam Schubert. Shuby, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well, man. I'm. It's, it's weird to be in such like a sports lull right now, but I guess we're about to have NASCAR. Oh, God. Oof. To the left, joining me as always back this week, Mr. Julian Navarre. Julian, how you doing today, brother? We're ready for everything to open up, but not really. <laughs> Low key, they had people at all kind of restaurants today, and I oh, was yeah, just like sitting outside. I was just like, I don't well, know. <laughs> I'm like, what's the point of sitting outside when I can just go in there, grab the food, and go home? And go to your house. That's my thing. And the thing is, they're all sitting, and I know these restaurants are trying to make it six feet apart. But the tents that I saw outside of restaurants in Lafayette feet. today, bro, people was wild. It was not, like Julian said, it was not six feet. Diagonally joining me is Mr. Justin Baptiste. Justin, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, man. People just don't care, man. They don't. It's, it, it's really, it, I thought it was going to take a big enough uh, celebrity to get people to care. Then I thought it was going to take big enough black celebrity for people to care. Then I thought it was going to take for to hear a celebrity ha- incur a death for people to care. No, for people to care, it's going to have to be a personal death inside their own family. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's, that's, the, it that's the only way people will care. Because low-key, they're treated like the flu. But I digress. We don't need to talk about that. I just, I just, that's just been on my mind. Because, bro, I, I went past Don's and it looked like they had 50 people at Don's. And I was like, What's the point of this? You better, like, stop. What? You better stop. I'm going to sit Clay Travis on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Whitlock. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. But let's get started today. All right. Today, we're in the spree of our redrafts. We are redrafting the 2017 NBA draft. I have the first pick. 
Schubert has the second pick, Julian has the third pick, and Justin has the fourth pick. I am on the clock. Without further ado, there's no point. I don't even need the lollygag. I knew who I was taking. Philadelphia, this is pre-Jimmy Butler. They have a Ben Simmons who can't score. Joel Embiid's <laughs> constantly hurt. They need a person that can be there with them to form a big three. And so they don't have to chase after Jimmy Butler, save that money. They don't have to chase after Tobias Harris, save that money. They could keep a guy like J.J. Redick. They can keep some of the core shooters to keep this team good. I'm going with the young phenom from Duke. When I saw him play that year, he was always my favorite player from this draft. Well, my second favorite player, but he's the best player in this draft, Jason Tatum uh, with the first round pick. I, I think that that is undisputed among all of us. Would we not agree? I agree. I yeah. agree. Jason yeah. Tatum. Jason Tatum's the man. Jason Tatum has a Kobe S game. He can finish. He's a pretty solid defender and he's getting better at attacking the paint. So I'm going with Jason Tatum for the first pick. Schubert, you're on the clock with the second pick of the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, the the second pick's really hard because Lonzo as a pick, he is a good player and he's a, you know, an NBA guy. You know, he's gonna be a Maybe a star, but he's going to be. I think he's going to be an all star at some point in New Orleans. Maybe like a one time, <laughs> but like he, you know, he's going to be a solid player in the NBA. But then you have another player on here who has the potential to be even better. Oh my! Um, gosh. I know who you're going with. No, I mean, just going through the options, it's hard. And then, like you think about it, like they really would benefit from going and getting Kuzma because, but you can't get him this early. And uh, I guess I would just have to stick with the second pick of Lonzo because he just fits the best with that situation. Because like, why would you get, uh, why why would you get Donovan Mitchell when you were trying to make KCP work and you had Brandon Ingram? Yeah, you, you and really needed a facilitator. And they knew they were getting LeBron. I'll tell you that they knew they were getting LeBron. And I also think you need to take Lonzo because to make this Pelicans trade go down because... Oh, stop. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah, man. And also, look, to me, I think long-term, I'm willing to bet, <clears throat> and I and I was willing to bet this on the draft, I think Lonzo Ball, career-wise, will have a better career than De'Aaron Fox and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, to me, showed no growth this year. Donovan Mitchell was on the track to be like a Dwayne Wade, but he petered out and... His team wasn't winning, so we I didn't like see the playoffs. We didn't, and if they make it, cool, we'll see. But I think Lonzo Ball will have a better career. I like to pick a Lonzo Ball second. I would have done the same thing. Julian, pick number three. I think I know where you're going with the Boston Celtics. I'm so Celtics. mad that y'all took Lonzo Balls, waiting for him to fall into the Boston Celtics' hands and be the next Rondo. But with that being said, I'm going to go ahead with Boston Celtics. At this point, they have Isaiah Thomas. They knew they were going to get rid of him, though, because they didn't want to pay him. I think him and Donovan Mitchell, especially that rookie year, Donovan Mitchell would have done well together. And so, also, wait, no, this is the year. I think they have uh, Hayward and – don't they have Hayward and, uh, and Kyrie? Is this Hayward. Hayward broke his leg year? Yeah, I think this is the Hayward broke his leg year. Yeah, but this is – okay, okay. Yeah, Ky- Kyrie's on the team. Yeah, but I, I don't mind. I don't mind you going with Donovan Mitchell. That's that's that's, that's the best pick. That's the best I mean. pick available for sure. And he fits where you have Donovan, where you start Kyrie, Donovan, Jalen Brown, and then whoever you got at power forward and Al Horford. So I like that pick. All right, Justin, what you got at number four for the Phoenix Suns? The top three guys are gone. 
So the for the Suns, their roster wasn't too strong. They had uh, Tyler Eulis at point guard, Devin Booker at shooting guard, TJ Warren at small forward, Paul Farr, Dragon Bender, and center Alex Lynn. So I think uh, they needed a point guard. Um, you know, uh, Bender was still kind of fresh into the NBA. You got TJ Warren, who's pretty good. So I think they really need a point guard in the center. So I'm going to go with De'Aaron Fox. Mm, okay, okay. I like that pick. Not a bad pick. I think De'Aaron Fox is going to be a solid NBA player for, for his career. Will he make all-star status? That's left to be seen. Best though, man. Because, hmm? I mean, he averaged 20 this past season. That is true. That is true. So I got I'm Sacramento Kings. Uh, let's see what Sacramento's gonna do. Let me let me take a quick peek at their roster again because this kind of threw my. I thought I thought you were gonna go somewhere else with it. So all right, uh, Sacramento at this point has Bo uh, Bodon, has Willie Cully Stein, Jack Conley, Buddy Heald. At this point, they don't have a power forward to me. And I think I'm going to go with the best player available because they do need a point guard, but there's no point guard that's better than this player. I'm going Bam Adebayo with the fifth pick for Sacramento. Bam Adebayo is an all-star. I think he comes in with Buddy Heald and and Bodan Bogdanovich, and you have a solid three. If you can get a point guard, that's a solid team. The Kings are are always there. They have a lot of young talent, and they're right at that door, but it's just like I don't know if – that young talent's meshing well. I don't know if it's the coach. I don't know if it's just the organization, but I expected the Kings to do a lot better job than they did this year. I honestly thought the Kings maybe could have squeaked into the playoffs over the Pellies, and they they were in a lower seed than the Pellies. Yeah, and that's what that's why I said. I don't know if it's the coach, the GM, or the players. I don't know what it is over there at Sacramento, but it's something going on because that team should be a lot better than they are. Schubert, you're there with the number six pick for the Orlando Magic. Orlando went with Jonathan Isaac for their pick, and it's it wasn't a bad one. He's still playing on the team. Uh, but at this point, with players available, the best power forward is Laurie Marketing. Mm, I like that pick. I like that pick a lot because that's better for them than Jonathan Isaac, but it still has that problem with Orlando. Orlando has too many of the same guy. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, uh, Mo Bamba. I feel like they draft that same guy every damn year, but I do like the lottery marketing pick, so I, I am mad at They're it. They're trying to draft a bunch of big physical guys lots of shacks per se and not enough pennies not enough pennies bro you are absolutely right all right julian with you the chicago bulls are on the clock oh okay well with that being said i'm looking at the rest of this roster and i want to put kyle kuzma I, you know I'm, I'm gonna say kyle kuzma but i ain't mad at it That's there's a- just something about me that i think he would fit but I just don't know how serious he is. And maybe L.A. is just a big distraction. Too many maybe women. What it is. Too many women, too I bright mean, of stars. Exactly. And he, he hasn't produced at all this year. We'll just say, as, you know, because of LeBron coming and stuff like that. But I have a question you know, he for He might have had a better career in, in Chicago. Me and you are Lonzo stands. When Kuzma had his best year, it was when, him, was when Lonzo was really facilitating for him. Yeah, but, but 
But not just that. I mean, Kuzma is coming off the bench in L.A. He came off with an injury True. and stuff like that. But him and LeBron don't work. Kuzma is really immature. And the reason they had such a good year, I'll say, is because they, they weren't playing for anything, in my opinion. I mean, once LeBron went down, like, everyone knew that was a wrap. That so is they were true. Just having fun. But. All right, Justin, it's on you. You're on the clock with the New York Knickerbockers. Yes, I got the Knicks. Okay, so, I mean, the roster wasn't too strong. So, I'm going to just pick the Knicks best player. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. You have, I mean, they had Frank. They took Frankie Smokes, bro. Frankie Smokes is garbage. Doug McDermott, Michael B. They could have taken Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, y'all definitely could have taken Donovan Mitchell. Y'all could have took Ban. Y'all could have took Ban out of bio too. Shoot, I might have even taken Kennard over him. <laughs> yeah, Kennard's not doing bad. I'm gonna go with no one took John Collins, right? No, nobody's taking John Collins yet. Next best player I think is John Collins in, in this draft. Okay. Hey, you love the Hawks. <laughs> yeah, you're a Hawk fan, bro. Because hey, he. I looked him up. He he's a he averaged twenty and ten this past season. Oh, solid player, John Cobb. Minus that little steroid or whatever incident he had where he was suspended. He he did he did very well this year. But I'm glad you took Collins because you left me the pick that I really really wanted. And I'm planning for Luka Doncic to come to this team. I think Luka needs a guy who can defend really well. End up being a, a person that can grow into being a creator, grow into being a scorer. People sleep on this guy in Toronto, but he, he along yes. with along with Pascal Siakam, he and this guy that I'm about to pick kind of filled the Kawhi Leonard numbers, and everybody else kind of just put up the same numbers they had last year. But I'm going with OG Ananobi with the Dallas Mavericks, and I think a lineup with OG, Luka, and Kristaps Porzingis ends up being a solid, solid big three. That's a steal. He's a defensive presence. That's a steal. That's a good pick. Yes, he is, and that's why I was so happy Justin with John Collins because I really, really like that kid, OG. So, Schubert, you're on the clock with the... Uh, Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, the, the uh, Portland Trailblazers, the 10th pick. Actually, I kind of like the pick they took, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, Zach Collins is uh, still a player on their team, and I think that you really can't change that. There really isn't anyone that they... You can't go guards because you have Damon and CJ. So I'm mm-hmm. going to stick with the Zach Collins pick. I'm mad at it. There's only one other center who I just saw, but Zach Collins kind of fits them better. All right, Julian, you're on the clock with the uh, – let's see what pick this is. 11th. Yeah, the 11th pick with the Charlotte Hornets. I'm going to go ahead and uh, keep Malik Monk. Oh, you're keeping Monk? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm mad at it. But I mean, I just don't see see anybody else that and they have I mean, Kemba right now. Huh? Nothing's really going to help them. All right, all right. I'm mad at that. <laughs> Justin, you're on the clock. Detroit Pistons, twelfth pick. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think they need a point guard. So I'm gonna go with Markel Fultz. Oh, okay. I, I don't I don't mind this because he showed improvement in Orlando and yeah. maybe now once he gets his shot together, that'll be a place. But Detroit's not conducive of winning. Same thing with Orlando. So also I wanna like say I, I wanna uh, tell y'all the, uh, their starting five. It was Ish Smith, uh Caldwell Pope, Marcus Morris, and 
uh, Tobias Harris and Andre Andre Drummond. Oof. So yeah. I feel like that that point guard pick is a pretty solid pick. Yeah, no, they yeah. definitely no, they needed that. All right, cool. I ain't mad at that. Number thirteen, Donovan Mitchell's off the board. That's me. I'm on the clock with the Utah Jazz. I'm gonna take a shooting guard. I'm gonna take Josh Hart. He is a solid player. He can shoot the ball. He's a great defender, and he's a quality role player slash low grade starter. I don't think, I think he'll he ever fit on that team. Yeah, he brings great defense. I don't think he'll ever be an all star, but he just fits the role of what they're going. I'm going Josh Hart, 13. All right, Schubert, you're on the clock, 14. 14, the Miami Heat. There's mm. there's a guy you could take. I mean, I have a guy in mind that I take that I think is best available. Let me just make sure that. It's conducive to the roster real quick. Um, so, what, Dwayne Wade's still playing on a team, huh? Shooting yeah, guard. Yeah, they, they took Bam out of bio, so. They took Bam out of bio. They still got Goran Dragic on the team, Tyler Johnson. There's one pick, man. There's only one. I know who you should go with, but we're going to see if you go with him. Oh, man. I don't know, man. I think I'm going to have to go with Dennis Smith. Oh, you went Dennis Smith. Okay, well, my guy's still on the board. All right. Okay, let's see if if Julian takes him at 15. Julian, you're at 15 with the Sacramento Kings. Keep in mind the Sacramento Kings earlier chose uh who did who did who did we give Sacramento earlier? Uh uh I I believe we gave him a big. So I think they already Sacramento? Yeah. I believe they already Um, got their their big earlier. So well, yeah, that pick. I've been waiting for this one. Derek White. <laughs> Derek White? Okay, okay. Yeah, solid. From the Spurs. He's a right. solid player. He's good. He's a really solid athletic. player. He plays really, pretty good defense, and he can shoot a three. That is very true. All right, Justin, with the last pick, you have the Bull, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They took a center. Please take the best player on the board. Wait, so, okay. Um... But the, you might not need to take a center because you got Cat. So I, I'm gonna just put it. Jared Allen's still on the board from the from the Nets. They have a center though already. I know that's a, yeah. So I'm I don't I don't I'm not mad if you take someone else. I'm gonna go with my, with with my, with my guy, Jordan Bell. Ooh, Jordan Bell. Okay, okay, solid. About Jared Allen. Solid. Yeah. Okay. I like this draft. We did a good job with this one. This one. This one was super fun, and we'll see how these guys turn out because it's still very early. But some guys have shown sparks. Some guys have come in later, like Zach Collins started off slow, but really picked up and shown he's a great player. Some guys started off really hot and kind of fizzled with uh, Donovan Mitchell, and some guys are still just killing it like Jason Tatum. So I really enjoyed this draft. Uh, Julian, real quick, how'd you feel about the, the Cowboys draft? How do you feel about them picking up Andy Dalton? Uh, I thought picking up Andy Dalton was great. Um, if, if they're really serious about making a Super Bowl run, every Super Bowl team has a pretty decent backup, and he is more than decent of a backup. Who's to say he's not, you know, a pretty good quarterback? I mean, he did go to the Bengals, so. True. I mean, and he went to the playoffs, you know, four years so in a row, I believe. So I really like it. As far as the Cowboys draft, I thought they had a pretty good draft. People are hyping up the C.D. Lamb pick. You don't like I don't it? Know. I like it. I mean, he was the best player available, but not like they need really needed another receiver. But I'm kind of skeptical of receivers from the Big 12 Conference because okay. they don't really play against anybody. And then the two times that he did play against somebody – 
He played against a first-round draft pick or a second-round draft pick corner from TCU. He didn't play well. And whenever he played against LSU, I mean, he didn't play, he didn't play that. It was like nothing really stuck out to me. So Interesting. I thought you would have been hype that. about the lamb pick because I was kind of hype for I mean, y'all. He was, he was, you know, we'll see. It won't put it this way. Would it surprise me if he did great? No, not at all. I hope he does. Would it surprise me if he was just like average? Not at all. Just because of the competition that he played against. That's why. All right, I, I can I can get down with that. All right, well, oh, real quick, what were y'all thoughts on the last dance? Y'all give y'all thoughts of the la- of the uh, most recent episodes. Oh man, we're Justin. finally getting into the good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> facts. You wanna go first, Shubert? No, it's me. Me oh, and Shubert already reviewed it. You go ahead. <laughs> this is for you and Ju- Julian to give y'all thoughts on last dance. Go ahead. I'm just. Uh, I want to say that I didn't realize how popular Michael Jordan was. Facts. Like, I knew what? like. I knew he was like big time, but this guy had like the world in his hands. Facts. Bigger than Beyonce. I'm so happy we can just put this all to bed. All the women who listen to this pod and who were on the timeline talking, oh, the Beyonce documentary would be bigger than the Michael Jordan documentary. Kiss my black ass. Y'all are absolutely out your mind. This man was the... What would the highlights be? It would be bigger because more people would watch it. More people would watch a Beyonce documentary because she has so many fans that are around the world. So if you're talking about viewers, like Michael, don't have so many fans around the world. But I guarantee you, a Beyonce documentary would have more people watching. Ooh, but that's just common. Like, just think about it. Okay, that's, that's I don't know. That's not you, an athlete. I think in totality, but see, I don't know if 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 it's if it's aired on Netflix just out the rip, you might be right. But if it's week to week, I don't know, man. Cause like it would. I mean, the girls love, like Drake said, the girls love Beyonce. But maybe. people, people, girls look. Women in entertainment, like what's on TV. Like look at the Kardashians. Look at their views. You see what I'm saying? Like they would True. flock to the Beyonce thing. So I mean. There's there's a bigger chance that I won't be watching TV and a dude be playing video games, you know, j- just by chance by people watching, t- you know, how entertainment goes. So, Beyonce documentary have more people. But what I think about the Michael Jordan one, I love it. People are complaining about the chronological order and stuff like that. I don't care. I like seeing stuff all over the place. That doesn't bother me whatsoever. Like that's that's my biggest complaint. I, I love I love the back and forth and stuff like that. Uh, I you know he mentioned that. He said something like he didn't want people to see him in a bad light in his documentary. All real Jordan fans know exactly how he is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he ain't no he ain't no saint. Well, yeah, I mean, and I appreciate the realism. He he has he has a cigar in his mouth 24-7, and he probably drinks every day. That doesn't bother me whatsoever. Congrats, he's a typical American. <laughs> as far as the gambling addiction, whenever you have endless amounts of money. You can have an addiction like that. You know, it, it's not a big deal. He ain't lo- losing his house or anything like that. But I, I loved it. I mean, I just hate how people keep comparing errors and LeBron to Jordan. Mm. Like, it has nothing to do with LeBron whatsoever. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Look, it so, doesn't have nothing to do with LeBron, but this really solidifies Jordan's greatness, in my opinion, for, at least for me. Because I went back, now that I have the context of how the culture saw it kind of at that time, I'm going back and watch all old games. So, so now I get the a, stakes. It's a recency bias, though. It's it's a recency bias. Like, whenever Kobe died, all of a sudden I start seeing people say, you know, you know what? Kobe is better than LeBron. If you didn't say that the day before he died, don't come tell me that after. And I agree like with that. that. Like, but see, it's a recency thing. And when, whenever LeBron has his last dance documentary, 
on Netflix in 20 years, you people will look back, you know what? No, look, I, and I said this after the review. I said I, I respect LeBron James more than I did before this doc, but I think seeing Michael's perfection in the sense of three-peat, no losses, takes a year off, three-peat, no losses, it really puts in context LeBron's three and six finals record. And it just does. And then... I don't see how, dude. You can't... People can't tell about his documentary. They have... Jordan literally has a team. Like, he has a full team. LeBron had a full team. Hold on, hold on. Jordan In 07? That good, man. I'm not talking about the early... I'm talking about LeBron lost to Dallas in the finals. LeBron okay, lost one. to the, the Spurs in the finals. So who wouldn't lose to that team? They have one of the top 10 players of all time, Tim Duncan. And then they got Tony Parker, who's better than CP3. We could talk about that another day. <laughs> But LeBron also had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and Ray Allen. LeBron had a broken Dwayne Wade after the year they lost to Dallas. Tony Parker could be said to be broken. And Tim Duncan. And Tim Duncan was Tim Duncan was injured and not this like they had a a way better team. I mean, I knew they were going to lose to the Spurs. The last, the first time they played the Spurs, the Ray Allen shot. Look, they won. The second time, D Wade couldn't even dunk in that series. That's how badly hurt he was. I remember that. Chris Bosh has never been that good, in my opinion. He stretched the floor. All-star. He's going to get into the Hall of Fame because he was on that team. But I, I just know, think LeBron is just showing he don't have that. He's more of a – he needs his guys to, to be rolling. Do you think if, – if I took if I took Jordan and put him on some of those Cavs teams, do you think he would even reach the finals? But we're not talking about those Cavs That's teams because LeBron didn't say, reach though. the like, finals. We're talking about, like, we're talking about the teams where team. – we're Basketball talking about the games where LeBron lost – in the finals to mediocre squads. You can't you can't deny that Dallas thing. The Spurs, they I, I think they should have won. The, against Dallas the first year, come on, Julian. They, they shouldn't have lost. A mediocre team doesn't beat Kobe in the playoffs. Uh, Justin, what you, just, playoffs. what you was about to say, Justin? Go ahead. So the only one I, that I erase is is uh, LeBron's first, fi- fi- first finals appearance. Against the Spurs, yeah, I don't count that. Okay, that's fine. But everything else, he has squad to win. You know, you oh, oh, whenever you played Golden State the first time, he had a squad. Kevin he had, Love Kyrie, was, he had Kyrie in love. The first time Kyrie. Oh yeah, Kyrie was injured. Time. That that one's that one's excused. Okay, okay, okay. those two, those two are excused. I've ever seen. Once he had a squad, like everyone was healthy. When like with the Heat, he had a squad there. He could have won that series. He won. He lost one series. Whenever he he lost the Dallas one, that's a strike. Because everyone was healthy, that could be a strike. And, I, and now that I'm rewatching that game on TV, they didn't play well as a team. That's a strike. The, the third time, D Wade was not healthy. Go look it up. The dude was he couldn't dunk. I, I'm gonna go rewatch them games before I before go I come. I'm gonna go rewatch them, and we'll talk about this next week. But I just D-Wade think could not dunk. I just think it just shows, like at least for me, how much Jordan just really just is a dominant force and changed the game. Like mm-hmm. I gotta get that man his flowers. One more thing. Also, the biggest thing I've also I also took from is like you know how like in 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 the NBA even since even when Kobe played how it was a uh, you know they were talking about how maybe Kobe may, Kobe maybe be the best player but then also could be Chris Paul also dirt also Shaq yeah no yeah. Michael was the the outright yeah, number like one everyone knew that Jordan was above everybody it it, it was no like uh, Durant. Uh, Durant and Harden or Stephen Curry. It, it was none of that. It was like, and even now, it's like that. People are still trying to see who who's the best. Durant, Kawhi. 
Lamar. Exactly. Like, <laughs> no. Well, I'm, I'm not saying he is, but I'm, I'm saying like the comparison. Like, when he played, it was Jardin that was it. Everyone fell below him. And his guy, like even Charles Barkley said that. I'm glad you said Charles's name. Yo, Draymond Green needs to stop. He needs to stop. Like, now that I am educated on Charles Barkley, he needs to stop. Draymond Green, if he was the leader of his own team, would not get that team to the playoffs. They would be lottery every year until they got a young guy who could who could be a, a, a star. And then they would maybe go where they go. But Draymond Green has no can't even sniff Charles Barkley's nuts. Like, Charles Barkley is a top 10, 20 player. Draymond Green may be top 200, top top 500. Shit. I'm not going to argue that. That's why Draymond, he does play ball, but he's not. I mean, Barkley, he was MVP. He led his team. He was the best player on the team. Like, when has Draymond... MVP! <laughs> That's, Draymond Green has never won an MVP. I compare Draymond Green more so to Dennis Rodman now. Yeah. I would still take Dennis Rodman over, over Draymond. It's <laughs> 100%. 150%. Oh, man, I'm excited. This week, we're getting the gambling shit. We're gonna talk, they're going to get into the conspiracy. I want to know, see, I think this documentary also did like a not a good enough job explaining the beef with Horace Grant because Horace Grant was a, a, the third member of the Bulls' big three for that first three-peat. Like, Horace Grant was dominant, and he did his thing. So I don't know. I don't know why Horace Grant dipped out, but that's something I wish they would have touched on a little more. I know it was because of that book he was giving quotes and shit. But any other thoughts on the Last Dance you guys got? That ain't the Horace Grant doc. He was. That would be fire. I mean, it's it's a pretty good, well put together. Um, I know people are complaining about the chronological order. That don't really bother me. I kind of like it. It keeps me all over the place. And time flies whenever I'm watching it. So if everything's in chronological order, I don't think time would be flying like that. It just keeps me on my toes. But also, I think like like growing up, I watched a lot of like my Michael Jordan tapes. So like I kind of like recognize the images. So I feel like if people didn't really like watch his story growing up, it can kind of confuse and throw people off. Definitely can like watch all that because like he like all that stuff's been out like for a long time. It's just that they're putting it together now. True, true. No, very true. People, because we haven't really watched all that before. Well, all right, you guys. Love y'all's thoughts. All right, Justin, start us off. Tell the people they can find you at on social media. Yeah, so you guys can find me. Uh, first off, my handle name is Justin Matisse 22 uh, I'm on all social media platforms. And um, also, you guys could... Uh, I've been writing um, more. So uh, I write for TrazingLays.com. Been covering the NBA draft, uh, giving info about uh, who I think are top prospects. So if you're interested in uh, NBA draft prospects, you know, check out TrazingLays.com. All right, Julie. Hey, tell the- hey, I have a question for Justin real quick. Justin, do you think that... Um, the NBA draft would be more difficult since there wasn't a tournament. Oh, to determine like some players. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the tournament. You guys know the tournament is is where guys make their name. I so, think it affects the the mid range guys, like the uh, yeah, like the, I think it affects like from ten onward. But like, I think they know well, like who the, besides, who the top besides guys Justin, are. like you know, what names do people know? No, like if you ask anyone, like who are the best five college basketball players, they'd be like, uh, I don't know, but maybe Cassius Winston. And he's actually a second rounder, actually. Yeah, he's a second rounder. If you, if you make it to, if you make it to your senior year in college playing basketball, then that's like Miles Powell, all of them. But fuck it though, I don't. 
Yeah, he you know he's he's a dog, but you know how it is with the you're not out like within the first two years. It does kind of got some people that need to go back, Tyrese Maxey. Uh, <laughs> Best player in the draft is is probably Lamelo, my guy. Last thing though, last thing, like you said, uh, from ten on, you know, it's big for those types of players. But uh, there's a player from Dayton, uh, you know, Dayton was on fire this season. Uh, I f- I forgot his his name. Toby Isn't it? Toby? Toby. Oh yeah, Toby. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, season. Oh, it's not Toby. I forgot. His Obi. Name. Oh, Obi. Obi. His name is Obi, not Toby. I do it something like that. Yeah. That dude, that dude was a baller. <laughs> yeah, no, he could ball. So he balled, his team balled out, but he wasn't in a strong conference. So he needed the tournament. He needed the tournament to, you know, prove him, him himself against other like top top prospects. You know, in his conference, there wasn't really too many NBA prospects. So I think that's why the tournament was so big, because you know, it 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 puts people on a big stage to see, you know, if, if they're really big time. Do you think Cole Anthony should come back a year? Yes. I do. I do. I agree with that. One hundred. They got a few that need to come back. They just don't want to. Like I said, Tyrese Maxey for Kentucky, he could benefit. I think both those dudes. I think if Maxey and Cole Anthony go back, they could be top three picks when they come out the the pre the following year. Whereas this, it's up in the air. So, all right, cool, cool. Uh, Julian, tell the people they can find you on social media. Find me on Twitter at JujuNav. J U J U N A V. 100%. 100%. Y'all go follow Julian Schubert. Tell the people they can find you at on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at aschubert14. And the Bros Who Binge podcast is on Mondays on the Bros Who Think Network. Yeah, be sure to check out the most recent episode. We did Hercules live action casting. We reviewed finale the finale Dave. Dave. Yeah, man. So we're looking for a new show. Be on the lookout for next week's episode. Uh, you can follow me at LynnBWT. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to check out the most recent episode at Hashtag Anime Talk. Like Schubert said, be sure to check out the most recent episode of Bros Who Binge. Sub- follow us uh, and subscribe on Apple music on spotify youtube leave a comment if you can it would really really help us and we would really appreciate it thank you to everyone who listens whether you listen on youtube soundcloud spotify wherever you listen at thank you if you're a first time listener thank you if you've listened forever and thank you if this is your last time listening either way we appreciate if you support us 100 but for doom for schubert for julian for justin for baby joe aka deshaun aka joe hudson my name is Lennon Burton. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on next Thursday. But until then, Whenever I come over, we don't make it past the sofa. She don't like to waste no time. Miss pretty pink. Oh my. I need a free. She keep it tight like it's rallies. She good as fuck at any time like it's rallies. Whenever I come Get past the sofa She don't like to waste no time Miss Pretty Pink, oh my Miss Pretty Pink, love your physique What can I do to make you leave with me? Want me a bitch, bougie and bad Make me look back at my exes and laugh She don't want love, just wanna fuck Bitch, I'm a remedy like I'm the buzz Talking Jerome, back in LA It's whatever you say when I'm off the new city Cause I need it, hey. If I break you off one time, you gon' be feeling hey. Let me square up in my eyes every time she rides Whenever that ass she go Walking with me, girl, it don't get no better Run out the run, I'ma beat it, Mayweather Don't front, you know Ain't no you want it just as bad as I do Don't front, you know Gonna let that whole girl I know you
it out like it's rallies Whenever I come over, we don't make it past the sofa She don't like to waste no time, Miss Pretty Pink, oh my I need a freak, she keep it tight like it's rallies She good as fuck at any time like it's rallies Whenever I come over, we don't make it past the sofa She don't like to waste no time, Miss Pretty Pink, oh my